Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 69 of We Podcast and We Know Things. My name is Greg Hall, and alongside of me, as almost always, the best damn voice in the business, Sam Matoro. Snow and ice won't stop this podcast. We uh, are coming to you live on December 16th. It is almost time for Christmas uh, 2017, and we're very excited to bring you uh, episode 69 because we had a ton of information come out. The last time we recorded was last Thursday night, right before the Game Awards. So we've had Star Wars come out. We've had PSX happen. Uh, We had uh, a couple more bonus episodes we look to announce. We had a note on net neutrality that was passed through the FCC commission, and a ton of things renewed for television so to say this is going oh and a giant album dropped uh, in music like always there's a shit ton of topics there's a shit ton of topics today we're going to be covering and, and a lot that we got to get to you we're also going to have a special guest calling in uh in the next five minutes or so so um sean carcidi mrc tech llc our resident star wars expert is going to be calling in sam and him have seen the last jedi I am seeing it tomorrow, uh, December 17th at 8.30 a.m., so by the time we bring you the episode next week, we can get into the spoilers, but Sam and Sean and myself will be bringing you a spoiler-free discussion about Star Wars The Last Jedi in just a few minutes, so whatever we're talking about at the time, um, apologies if it not abruptly stops, but um, if we're still in the open piece uh, and then we get to the movies or we have to skip trivia for a second because Sean called in, we will get to everything today. Uh, Uh, Rest assured for that. But Sam, um, just wanted to announce a few quick bonus episodes before we tell you how you can find us on those interwebs is we have two very special guests coming on the show. Uh, One is going to be a very special bonus episode on Monday night, so two days from today. We have landed a a 10-minute interview with star of the upcoming film Day of the Dead Bloodline, Jimmy from That Thing You Do. Lead singer of the Wonders. Could be considered a legend. And Jonah Hex of DC's Legends of Tomorrow, Jonathan freaking Sheck. Very excited for that. Which, it's awesome that, you know, he's taking the time to come on our little nerdy show. Yeah, it's very, very cool. Jonathan is a huge... To say huge actor would be an understatement, so we really appreciate the time from Jonathan, who's going to come on the show. We're going to give him the 15-minute bonus episode. Unfortunately, his time is very limited, as you can imagine, so I will not be able to be there for this this podcast so greg's gonna have to take the reins it sucks i wish you were there well i mean hey when it's i think it's 10 something where he's at and it'll be like one o'clock on our side so yeah and uh it it's i you know you have to work around glad you have you have a flexible schedule that you can work it that we can that we can land it and and it's very very exciting that we're able to do this um we also next saturday on our episode next saturday at the end of the episode, we will be bringing you a, a very special bonus interview with Nigel Bach, who is a actually a movie director um, out of New Jersey. He has directed the Bad Ben trilogy, so Bad Ben, Steelmanville Road, and Badder Ben, all on Amazon Prime, um, all within the last year and a half. Any relation, relation to Sebastian Bach? I will ask, but I don't think so. Uh, so we're very excited to have those two guys on the podcast all within the next week. And a quick reminder that December 26th, so 10 days from today, we have Joe Rio from Hidden in Plain View live Your boy. in person. Your boy. No one's more hyped than Greg. I am uh, <laughs> very excited for the next 10 days because in all of that is Christmas. Merry <laughs> hey, it's, it's literally Merry Christmas to us. It is very right. cool. Um, but we do want to also pass along a quick note that we do support a free and open internet. Um, it, a ruling came down from the FCC the other day regarding net neutrality and the repose of it. And we really want to 
just say how disappointed we are in that ruling and decision. We do support a free and open internet. It should not be any other way. So if you believe in a free and open internet with us, please contact your local congressman. This does have a chance to pass through Congress and get overturned. The FCC has hurt us today and has kind of an, an, an FCC commissioner. I'm sorry, a, uh, a commissioner on the ruling board had said the FCC abandoned us. And I think that is a very, very uh, apt and also correct terminology very hits it hits very close to home so just we just want to say that we support a free and open internet but sam you can find us on that internet at we podcast and we know things on instagram if you want to go on twitter it's at we pod and we know go ahead and find us on facebook facebook.com slash we podcast and we know things and then again we podcast and we know things.com we recently renewed our subscription with podbean so we'll be bringing you all the backlog for free for another year and that's how we do it. you know we don't ask you guys for money so we put up the money just to keep it going for you guys that is that time we're going to go to trivia in just a little bit we have on the line with us to talk some star wars the last jedi mrc tech himself sean carcini sean thanks for joining the show what's up you nerds (laughs) what's up buddy how you doing pal listen this uh little interaction is brought to you by verizon i paid (laughs) 199 a month just to use my microphone on my computer, and I'm really looking forward to paying an additional $24 a year to just look at a white screen. It's really exciting. Uh, yeah, well, we, we may have just gone off on a tangent as well. So, um, so, so, so Sean definitely supports a free and open internet yeah. uh, as well. So Sean is joining us via Skype uh, to talk about Star Wars The Last Jedi. Sean, I believe you watched all seven episodes for the 600th time in leading up to The Last Jedi as well. Listen, all you have to do is look at the hashtag Road to the Last Jedi, and I'm think I'm thinking I'm the only one. I'm the only one you'll find. <laughs> Sean's journey. Awesome. Sean had a nice journey to go find the Last Jedi, but you saw it. Who'd you see it with? I saw it with my dad. Uh, it was a nice traditional thing. He's almost seventy, and you know, it's like I got to do this stuff before he dies. You know what I mean? It's just one of those things where. <laughs> He brought me into this series, and I'm gonna, you know, bring him to every single one that I can until, you know, the end. Well, that's, <laughs> that's a, that sounds awesome. Well, that was that. Everybody. Yeah, that, was that was that too much? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 it was, it was a really nice time. I'll tell you, I, I got the double feature. Yeah, uh, of package at AMC yeah. 24 at Nishamity nice. in the brand new IMAX theater. Dude, this theater was incredible. I've been in that theater several times before it was changed over to the reclining seats and all that fun. Uh, There was sound behind me. I thought it was people talking. It was the movie. I look behind me, and I don't see anybody talking. It's like porgs in the background, and they had some kind of spatial sound technology in there that was just incredible. Did you uh, see him in 3D? It was was great. It was awesome. Mm. Did you see him in 3D, Sean? Hell no. Okay. 3D sucks. What are you talking about? Uh, dude, there were some good 3D scenes in, in this stop. one. I ain't going to lie. Stop what you're saying right there. 3D is terrible. That's not meant hey, for, to watch any movie in 3D. For Come the most now. part, I would agree with you there, but there was a couple cool scenes that, that happened. I, I thought it brought a little little something extra to it. I don't need something on my face to inter- to interrupt my movie experience when I already had a guy who was way too tall for his seat <laughs> blocking off 4% of the screen on an IMAX screen. Oh. Think about that for a second. I'll send you a picture later. It was ridiculous. <laughs> I will I will be seeing it tomorrow morning at 8.30 a.m. at that same The Chamonix Theater. However, uh, the 8.30 showing is neither IMAX nor 3D. It is just a standard screening. Uh, yeah. I 
the IMAX started at 9, and it's my wife's mom's birthday celebration at noon, so I figured 9 would be cutting it a little close, so I had to go with the 8.30 showing. Yeah, I don't see an excuse in that, but that's fine. <laughs> I, I totally get it. I mean, you're newly married. You want to score some points. I yeah, mean, I'm 12 years in. I go to see movies when I feel like going to see movies. That's just what it is. <laughs> well, God bless you. I appreciate you. Uh, um, you're, you're a lucky man. I will real quick read one review uh, online for Star Wars The Last Jedi, then I will open it up for you two for spoiler-free impressions. Spoiler-free, right? We're not going into it. Okay, no, everything's going to be spoiler-free. I mean, shit, I'm not going to get it spoiled for me. I'm seeing it in 24 hours. <laughs> get over it. Uh, but next week, we're going to have a spoilery discussion about it. But here is the verdict. Star Wars The Last Jedi is the quintessential Star Wars movie. It embraces everything in the franchise that came before it while taking big risks to push the story into new and unexpected places. While there are a few subplots that weigh it down in the middle, everything ultimately works towards delivering an absolutely stunning sequence of events and makes it an emotionally rich ending a, I'm sorry, that makes its emotionally rich ending a possibility. It's dramatic it's exciting, it's heartfelt, it's heartbreaking, it's funnier than any Star Wars movie has the right to be. It doesn't answer every lingering fan question but it darn well delivers on the ones it chooses to address. Ending things on a satisfying note even though there's one more chapter in this trilogy. On top of all that the final scene bucks all Star Wars trends, yet it works because it's reflective on what's uh, what makes the saga a whole so special. Nine point seven out of ten, amazing. Per IGN. Nice. I see uh, when people people were asking me all day uh, yesterday how I like the movie, and I really just I don't want to give any impression or opinion uh, because I'm a different fan, as we all know. Mm-hmm. So I can't tell you it was good. Or it was bad because I don't want to sway your decision. Right. Um, so was it good so or I, bad? <laughs> well, I like the I like the IGN. That was IGN, right? The IGN review just do this, but it, like, who is the person that wrote that? Oh, I have you it. Know, like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. is it is he uh, does he read the books? Sure. Does he read the comics? Okay. You know, does he watch it casually? Like, Greg, you're a casual Star Wars guy. Yeah. I don't think you're gonna see a 9.7 film tomorrow, dude. Sorry. Yeah. It's just what it is. No, and I'm, um, I'm as like Greg. I'm not like like you, like a huge Star Wars super nerd. I wouldn't give it the, that movie that high of a rating myself. What What would you give it out of one to ten? Oh, you're putting me in a tight spot here. I know. Um, that's what I wanted to do. See, I don't like to again. I don't like to put a rating on it. I probably am not putting it at nine point seven just yet because I need to see it a few times. There's a lot of content yeah. in that movie. I agree. Yeah, well, that requires multiple, <laughs> multiple viewings. Right. Uh, Easter eggs here and there. I caught something at the end, Sam. That uh, I'll talk to you about later to see if you caught it because I had to. I had to confirm it with my dad, who has bad eyesight, just to make sure that I saw what he saw and he, and he confirmed it. And I was like, "All oh, right, this is very interesting." So. But I don't want to get into that. Well, you're also the guy that yeah. liked Rogue One, so I mean. Oh, I, oh, I love Rogue One. I, uh, when I rewatched it between three and four, I, it brought me back to this movie is a good movie, you know. Uh, but that again, I read books that developed those characters right. already. Right. I already knew what I was getting myself into, so it's different. I, yeah. I have a different experience with right. it. Right, and and I think um, Rogue One. If you're just a film person like myself, like I've seen every film in. In canon, I've seen the, all seven episodes and Rogue One, so that's and that's about as far as it goes. I've never yeah. read a book, never seen a TV show um, based in that universe. Um, played a couple video games, but they're all non-canon except for mm, maybe Force Unleashed or KOTOR, I forget. But uh, yeah. but anyway, um, I think for the people that 
are younger that you say, okay, let's start you at one, even though I'm, I'm a believer and you start at four. But anyway, I, uh, I agree with that. Let's say they, they go the wrong way and they start at one <clears throat> and they don't know what happens in four. That's the way to go. One, two, three, rogue one, four, five, six, seven, then eight. Just for like the newly, but I'm, I'm a, I'm a realist, right? I watched four just last night. Uh, yeah. After my wife went to bed, it's eleven thirty. I put on episode four before I went to sleep, so uh, yeah. just just to get in that hype kind of sense. So my so my question is, how long till you fell asleep? An hour in. Yeah, hour. There's no way you made it. There's no way no, you made there, it. Dude, I don't I, believe it for a second. Okay, fine, I didn't. But I'll t- I'll tell you, um, I did not get to Boba Fett getting eaten, and that's my favorite scene. Damn. Well, that's Return of the Jedi. Are you, oh you shoot! No wait, no 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 wait no no wait. Then you're wrong. I'm wrong. I uh, you watch Return of the Jedi? No, I watched New Hope. I fell you don't asleep. Even know what are you watching? I fell asleep when um, those little hooded dudes. Jawas, yeah, yeah. They they find R two D two and C three PO. So like 35, 40 minutes in. Yeah, guess what? That sand scene is horrible. Yeah, I have yeah, so many yeah, issues yeah. with a New Hope after watching it way too many times. It was very slow. Like, no, oh, it's slow. The, the dialogue is really bad. <laughs> now, real real quick, so let me see if you agree with me. So, The Last Jedi, the opening scene, I, I really loved, thought it was awesome. Mm-hmm. Then we had some filler. I thought it slowed down a little bit. You know, it picked up. Leia had had some had some scenes. Obviously, we had that. You know, some uh, Luke Skywalker had a great part. Um, Ray and um, Kylo Ren had you know their their stuff going on. And then the the ending was was solid. It, it, it was a good middle, the almost end of the trilogy. I mean, for me, I probably give the movie an eight point five out of nine. Eight, out of 10. Or, or eight eight point five dash nine. I don't. What? How do you, how do you feel about that? Five works. Um, throughout the movie, I was really tense. Uh, I, I couldn't relax during the movie, and I don't know why. Maybe because I'm I'm hyper when I watch these things. But I'll tell you, the movie felt really different uh, than any of the other Star Wars movies that I've seen. I mean, they follow a formula to a T. This one really didn't. There was too many variables, too many story arcs. There yeah. was there was a lot going a lot, on. Yeah, there's a lot of going, lot going on, and I think that's the beauty of the story. I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna reference Episode One's crawl because I just watched it four four or five days ago, <laughs> and uh, they referenced that a thousand uh, societies, planets, galaxies have seceded from the Republic. That's just a thousand mentioned in that story, which means that this galaxy is literally unlimited. They can do whatever they want with it. So there's so much content right there that they can explore. So the fact that they had all these different things going on in this movie was a little jarring because there wasn't like a straight storyline like in A New Hope. Like, okay, here's a good guy. Here's a bad guy. We got to kill the bad guys to make the good guys look better. At no time in A New Hope that I think that Han, Leia, and Luke were going to fail. Yeah, I agree at, with that. At no, at no time. Except maybe when they blow up the planet, then you're like, hmm, <laughs> that's interesting. Uh, but then we saw that again in Force Awakens, and we were like, well, we've seen this before. So that's like, it's cool that they're doing it again, but they did five planets this time. This movie, at no point did I feel hope. Yeah. Every single thing that could have gone wrong likely did go wrong. Yeah. And they really explored yeah a lot of failure in this movie. So I'm going to have to take like an antidepressant before I see this movie is what <laughs> oh, you're saying. Oh man, there's like, you're like, oh wow, they're going to escape. Oh, oh, nope. Okay. That's a, uh, Hmm. How are they going to get out of this one? Huh. But uh, yeah, definitely very, very different feeling. Uh, need multiple viewings to digest. 
I think if you're a character development uh, guy, Greg, I think you're going to like where Ray, Kylo Ren, uh, Finn, Poe, even Leia and Luke, where they go in their development. Uh, it's definitely an interesting take on the idea of the Force mm-hmm. to drive to drive the franchise forward. Um, in past, the Force was good and evil. Right. Yeah. That's it. That's that's all it was. We we knew that it was used for good. It was used for evil. It was sort of magic-y with telepathy and all that fun stuff. But as you know, after Disney kind of bought them up, they I think they readdressed it. And Dave Fioni or Filoni or whatever his name is, who does Rebels and Clone Wars, you know, he started going off into different tangents. And this movie is no different. You know, they're looking at different aspects of the Force. And you know what? It really has nothing to do with. You know, being in the Jedi Order or being in the Sith, and that's all I'll say on that for right now. We'll we'll get to that next week. Um, but I'll tell you, hands down, best portrayal of Luke Skywalker yep. ever portrayed in a film. And he yeah. was, and he, I was reading a couple stories and reports that he did not want his character arc to go that way. And he, you know had, what, I read those reports too, yeah. and I think he is a jokester and was putting those reports out just to gather hype because he's crazy. <laughs> he's yeah. crazy. And I, it, it, anybody it, who plays it, Luke and the Joker, it was the best film that Mark Hamill was in the Star Wars movies, hands down. Couldn't, couldn't agree with you more. I, I was super. There were some parts where I, you know, well, I'll question those next week, um, but like, it was, it was. He's my favorite character, right? So, <clears throat> yeah, it was awesome to see him doing what he's doing. And as I, I watched the entire Star Wars live carpet last night, five days later, not that it means anything. But he basically said that he has more than double the scenes he has in Force Awakens. That was his spoiler to the crowd. So I thought that was funny. Yeah, yeah that, that's good. <laughs> yeah, he is crazy. Um, so Star- The Last Jedi had the second biggest Thursday opening ever at $45 million, which was about one-third of what The Force Awakens did. Um, yeah. But it's still in second place. Uh, I mean, this is just this is going to be an every-other-year theme, it seems, that well, me, yeah. six years from now, yeah. the top four Thursday ever are going to be four straight Star Wars films. Yep. And we'll maybe uh, what should I call it? Infinity Wars. We'll make yeah, a, an Infinity appearance. War. No, I think yeah, I think Infinity Wars is going to do some damage there. Uh, I mean that trailer. I'm not. A, I'm a Marvel guy, so to speak. I never did the comic books. Never really read anything into that. I love those movies. Those movies are really well done. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, yeah. I mean, we you've heard the podcast. Sam and I have had some spirited yeah. spirited debates on yeah. Marvel versus DC. I think we've come to a common understanding about DC owns the TV space and Marvel owns the film space. I mean, now we have <clears throat> anything Disney gets their hands on, which we're going to talk about a little later with the acquisition yeah. of Fox. I mean, it's just a growing and growing empire. But um, th- there is one there's one empire that comes to mind that is not growing, and that's the Cleveland Browns. Uh, you saw that on our Instagram. That is again at we podcast and we know things. We put a picture out last night from sports center. Uh, there have been three since December of 2015, there have been three star Wars movies released episode seven, rogue one and episode eight in that time span. The Cleveland Browns have only won one football game. (laughs) I love it. It Yet their coach, yet their coach, Hugh Jackson is going to be retained for next season. So, you know, (laughs) try to wrap your head around that one. Yeah. If you will, Sean, the Obi-Wan movie is reportedly scheduled to begin production at London's Pinewood Studios in January of 2019. Is this something that you're looking forward to? I, I love the Obi-Wan Kenobi character. Um, I think many, many moons ago, I think when I was on last, I think I sort of talked about this yes. and said, 
you know, they're going to make an Obi-Wan movie. It's just a matter of when. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a good character to explore. There's a lot of stuff that happened in, you know, between A New Hope, or I'm sorry, Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope. And what was he doing for 20 plus years in the desert? Don't. Was he going to casinos and, you know, that's, getting, that's what I'm getting it on with people to have little babies called Ray? We don't know. Maybe. Oh, wow. You know, maybe this movie ties it all together. I, you know, we still uh, have questions about that. I hope it's just one movie. I don't need three. I don't need two. I just need one cool movie. Yeah. Give, um, give me a one, two, Another, another argument is, if they're trying to push new characters in this new franchise, why are we doing movies on old characters? You know, like, what's... Is that it's, just for fan service? I think it's to tie the knot together for Ryan Johnson's trilogy. We're going to get it all out, and then when oh, Ryan Johnson starts his new trilogy, yeah. it's it's sure. all new characters. How about how about in five months another Star Wars movie comes out? Yeah, well. How about that? Solo. About the, I took, by the way, um, I was a little disappointed because in, in the IMAX theater, we got two previews. Uh. Twice. Before both movies. Two yeah. previews twice. And it was just the Avengers and the Incredibles. I got nothing else. Two previews. Is same, it, is, same for you. Did I do something wrong? I well, thought there was we'll, going to be more. We'll get to my story later. I, I didn't see any of the previews. Oh, right. Tell the story now. Well, real, real quick. Um, Obviously, you know, last night it, w- it was snowing pretty good. and uh, Was it? Yeah, it, it was snowing it up here pretty good. to get home. Not a big deal. I'm not going to talk about it. <laughs> so, took, me, took me five minutes. So originally, <laughs> originally it was supposed to be me and Dom. He had a family emergency. Hope everything's well. He couldn't make it. So I picked up my buddy Toby. Movie started at 3.30. I picked him up at 3.25. Hit about 25 minutes of traffic from so from my house to Woodhaven. Usually it's a it's a four minute drive. It took 25 minutes. There's so much. I would have been going crazy. I'll do Sam. We we were. I was like, we're, we're gonna miss the title call. We're gonna miss the beginning. I'm pissed. F this. No one knows how to drive in the snow. I hate life. <laughs> so thank God I bought the tickets already. So you just kind of scan your phone and literally we run in and like as I open the door, it's the title crawl and all I see is episode eight. I was like, oh thank God, we literally it, oh, just man. freaking made it. And and what Haven does recliners, right? Yeah. So you were lucky that you didn't have to look for a seat. You could go well, you right to your front seat. There. That's yeah. the key. That's, exactly. That was the best part about the double Dude. feature was reserve seats. Yeah. We didn't have to do anything. It was awesome. Are you kidding me? We couldn't have timed it any better. Uh, ah, yeah. that's great. Well, I'll leave you with this because I know you got to move on to the next topics. Uh, this is per uh, Star Wars Newsnet. You know, a source that I look to a lot. As of December sixteenth, J.J. Abrams revealed his Star Wars Episode Nine pitch to Bob Iger today hmm. so that's already starting so that's super exciting you know two two and a half to three years in the future we're going to be having the same conversation then it's going to end with the same things i don't know what to tell you okay so real quick did you love this film or just did you just like it i give us an answer besides dancing I around it we'll watch it again and how, you'll how get many my times? fuller review next saturday but i can tell you this I liked it better than The Force Awakens. That's all okay. I need. Okay, so so you gave who, us something. Who would you okay. recommend this movie to? Well, I didn't hear that. You cut out a little bit. Who would you recommend this movie to? I would recommend this movie to, you know, definitely diehard Star Wars fans. Uh, you're definitely not supposed to start with this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, no. If you're a Ryan Johnson fan, I think you're going to like it. I think every one of his movies is different. I'm actually going to try to find two hours to watch Brick. Uh, I was, it was recommended by a friend. I think it's on Google Play. And uh, apparently, you know, Ryan Johnson is like the dude. You know, I've watched a lot of interviews with him. He's really genuine. 
I think he really cares about where the story's going, and I think that makes me care a little bit more. So, uh, you know, if if you started with The Force Awakens, it'll be a good, you know, continuation of that story. If you have seen all the movies, you'll see things that you're really going to like. That's what I'll say. You'll You'll like it. Alright, we'll take it. And we'll have Sean back next Saturday for more of a spoilery discussion once I see the film. Sean will probably have seen it, what, four or five more times since then? Well, I don't know. Baby, you know, baby stuff is, is you know, really hinders the schedule for Star Wars, but I'm going to try to possibly catch it, because I have school next week still. I don't get out till Friday, because, you know, Jesus loves us. <laughs> and, uh... Sean is a teacher, not a student, for anybody out there wondering. No, we're not school. a student yet. No, I'm a teacher. So, uh, we don't have 14-year-olds on our Leading up podcast. to Star Wars, we watch the trailer almost every day, and they really <laughs> love me for that. And and, I, <laughs> and I'd have to agree with you, Sean. Like, I feel like this is a movie that you have to see more than once, so I'm going to actually try to see it again just to see if I you know, pick up on some things I missed. Because, and I just want to see it again. Listen, you buy the beers, I'll go with you. Let's go. Right, um, I'm more than willing to go with anybody who hasn't seen it or who wants to analyze it a little bit afterwards or bring my notepad, it'll be wonderful. <laughs> I believe that you would do that 100%. Every, letter, percent. Every single word you just said, I believe. All right, Sean, uh, we'll see you next right, week, man. it was a pleasure. Thank you for having me on. All right, talk to you next week. All right, brother. All right, bye. Well, there yeah. you go. That was so I, I just had to, I had to get an answer out of him if he liked or you know or loved it because he, he danced around it. Of course, he danced yeah. around it, but that's cool because that's Sean and we love Sean yeah, for that. Don't quote me. I think the episode he came on was episode twenty three entitled "Sean Carcidi: A Star Wars Saga." I'm almost positive this episode twenty three. But if you want to just keep scrolling back, it's the only title that we have that was, says it, Star Wars in the title. Yeah, so just go through the back. It was like a forty five minute it was conversation. Long. He of Star brought Wars. he brought a tote of books yeah, he, and everything. He went. He, he brought deep. the heat. He brought the heat. And I sat there like, what the and, hell? And, and just me and you were just just like we're, we're casual Star Wars fans. Like he read the books. That he's like a super fan. So like, for, but for him to say that he really liked this film. I think it says a lot. And it's it's super funny because that day that we did that, I did like a ton of landscaping work outside. And I remember I put the episode online, did the landscaping work. And by the time I was done ripping trees out, yeah. cutting branches, trimming hedges, all that stuff, he wasn't done yet. <laughs> his, his part. I was like, I still got a full episode <laughs> after awesome. this. So it was a lot of fun to have Sean on. Go back to the backlog and check that out. Um, let's just go into our top three now because it's Star Wars related. Then we'll hit back on trivia and then get to the rest of the, t- uh, the show. This week we're going to do our top three Star Wars characters. In a previous episode we did top three uh, Star Wars movies episodes. Um, Rogue One was included in that. Neither one of us chose it, but that's cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, both of us had Force Awakens. I believe I had episodes four, five, and seven in my... I, I, I completely forget yeah. what was on my list. I think number three was A New Hope. Number two was Force Awakens. Number one is uh, is Return, um, episode five. That is my favorite, which I totally spaced out during that conversation with him and with Boba Fett. Could not even believe... That I forgot that that was episode five, not four. I feel like a <laughs> feel like an idiot, but that shows how yeah. casual of a yeah. Star Wars fan that I am. Um, we know that Chris Shriver on the Platformers podcast, our buddy, friend of the show, they just did a spoiler cast of the entire movie. So if you want to go check that out, but he tweeted out last night or two nights ago when he was done, he saw it at midnight. Disappointed. Just all he just said was just disappointed. disappointed. Oh, I I look forward because I, I I listen to their podcast every week and I'm definitely 
I want to hear what they say about the spoiler cast. Sure, absolutely. So let's just dive into the top three, and then we'll get back, like I said, to the rest of the show. My not my number three for top three favorite Star Wars characters is a villain, and he's the only thing I would ever watch from the prequels, and he's not in much. Darth Maul. Darth Maul. Um, because he looks so menacing. Yeah. Because you can see his face. Darth yeah. Vader, he ha- was hiding behind the mask until episode six. Um, and when you do see him, he's frail. And Darth Maul was that strong villain, double-sided lightsaber. Ninja- first time we saw that. First time we ever saw that. Uh, Freaking ninjutsu like crazy. He was athletic. He was uh, took on Obi-Wan and uh, What's-His-Nuts at the same time. Yeah. Like Obviously, he awesome. met his end getting sliced in half and then falling down a shaft to his We never doom. saw his body. We never saw the body. So maybe he didn't die. <laughs> maybe he landed on a bed of pillows and stitched himself back up, and he'll be back in episode <laughs> 9. But... I don't see that happening. I, I wanted him on my list, like just like you said. He was double lightsaber. He looked awesome. He just wasn't in the film enough. And Okay, but if he survives, that'd be great. But number three, I went with little Obi-Wan. Mm. Not, Can't go wrong. I More the Ewan McGregor Obi-Wan yes. than the other guys. I, I still he go was back. In, he I was st- in the film for half a movie. I still go back to the scene with him and fighting Vader. I, I, I love just, it. I can't it's take it first, serious. It's, but it's the first one I, ever. I hear you, but if you like now, it just it looks terrible. Like I, I feel like just two, a little left, two little right, little choom, little choom, little boom. That's it. Two six-year-olds could have the choreographer a better goddamn fight scene. But Hans, nineteen seventy-seven or seventy-four. I digress. Or it was. But for me, yeah, that was Hugh McGregor was awesome. I kind of, I still somehow hope he comes back for the the Han Solo. Solo movie, but we'll see what happens. So, easy number three. My number two is a new character. Um, huge into her arc. Huge into her in general. High rolls. I'm a big fan <laughs> of uh, Daisy Ridley's character, Ray, And this is without me seeing episode eight yet. So I'm assuming, given the feedback that I gotten before, given your feedback and Sean's feedback, that I'm going to like her even more after I see this film uh, tomorrow. We'll see how you feel about that, my friend. She tied episode seven together for me. I thought her journey was... V- was one that you can relate yeah. to. Down in your luck, huh. fighting for scraps until you something changes your life and you embrace it. And yeah. that's something that I take a lot of pride in and take a lot of you know, um, it, it's something that speaks to me a little bit. So it's yeah. really cool to see that arc. Yeah, it, it was solid. I we'll, we'll see how you feel after you see the movie. My number two. I kn- now I'm spoiled. I know no, what it is. No, you don't. It's you, spoiled you have for no me. idea. It's what spoiled it is. for me. You have no idea. I'm not going to say it on the air. No, but I, it's spoiled for no, me. No, he, he has no all. I'm going to say it to you after we're done. What, did you look online? Did you read something? No, you, the way you just said that. He I'm has pissed. no idea. He, I just like to just give him a little bit. He thinks he just takes a little bait and he jumps. Okay, mm-hmm. number two. I'm pissed. Darth Vader. Yep. I mean, between James Earl Jones as his voice was was goddamn so menacing and powerful. Between the last ten minutes of Rogue One, how could he not be in my top three? I mean, he just decimated everybody. So easy number two. Even his opening scene in A New Hope, where he break, where well, I mean, the stormtroopers break through that yeah. wall, and then he just walks through. Once those plans get me, the plans super menacing. You knew right away. This is the baddie bad. They could have just played the last 10 minutes of Rogue One, and I would have walked out of that theater happy as shit. So he had to be on the list. Yeah, I mean, I, I could have skipped the first hour and whatever of Rogue One, too. I know Sean I, loves it. But. I mean, hey, I still thought Rogue One was a, was a, was a good movie, but I ain't going to say, oh, my God, it's the best freaking movie ever. But yeah. that last 10 minutes, though, oh, God. Yeah, my number one, and these are all unconventional because I don't have Leia. I don't have uh, Luke. I don't have Vader. My boy, Han Solo has to be number one uh, because he's the badass rebel in a galaxy of starfighters. He was my number three. I bumped him. Literally, it was a last-second decision. I'm a smartass. He's a smartass. 
You know what I mean? I'm not related to the girl. He's not related to the girl. Oh, God. He gets the girl. Selfish. <laughs> That's it for me. I outkick my coverage. He outkicks his. All right. Uh, we got a, a hairy best friend. <laughs> Great. Why not? Why not? I'm a big Han Solo. Plus, I'm, dude, I'm super excited for the movie, especially with Ron Howard. Yeah, behind, okay. the, behind the camera for, for that movie. Yeah. I have a lot of faith in that film. And I'm not saying that I'm directly tied to Harrison Ford's Han Solo. That's the only Han Solo I know. Yeah. But I'm completely open to the new Han Solo characters moving to the solo film. And when when he meets his end in The Force Awakens, gutted me. Yeah, See, I, I knew the spoiler. I, I, I know that you was, did. That you said spoiled. that to that, me. That was spoiled to me. So friggin' internet. Yeah. So it was a person. Like I know. I know the exact person who who posted it on Facebook. And I'm you still pissed about. No, I don't want to call her out. <laughs> oh, no, I don't. Free and so, open internet. <laughs> so <laughs> my my number one, Luke Skywalker. Of course. Just to me, he gets it after seeing. The, but if I did not see the Last Jedi, he would not be on my list. But for seeing Last Jedi, he goes to number one. This was Mark Hamill's best. Best film out of the whole series. Wow. Yeah. That, I mean, you said that on the on, yes, when we had I, Sean and on, I had to say it again. That's how that's how I, that's how I thought it was. So you know, congrats to Mark Hamill. I thought he did great. And does his portrayal of the Joker have anything to do to sway you that you like him the most in Star no, well, Wars? He, I remember like when he said a few lines, I heard him. Like I, in sure. my head, I can hear him. So maybe it could be because I did hear like, the few lines he said. Like his voice kind of broke through of like the Joker. I was like, eh, my voice. Yes, yeah, Sam, your boy, indeed. But we are going to backtrack a little bit. Uh, so we can go back to our trivia section um, for the show because I know everybody anticipates the trivia section. And everybody loves it because we're so futile. And I'm in the lead. And you are in the lead. <laughs> it is 2 to 1.5 for Sam in our race to 11, win by 2, again in this futile battle to see who can get to 11 in the first 100 weeks of the show. But this is our second second or third time, actually. This is our third time going through trivia. So, so um, I'm gonna, I want to go first this time. Oh, uh, you want me? Okay, fine. So it's Star Wars related. So is... Nope, mine is not. Okay, cool. So, not including Great. The Last Jedi. Yeah. Right? Sure, sure. What is the highest ranked Star Wars films by Rotten Tomatoes? Episode 6. And Final answer. And what's the episode 6? Oh, God. Uh, you have to... Because I don't know numbers. I, I know the... Uh, the, uh, the Last Jedi, I think. I just... No, the last Jedi is eight. Uh, hold on, A New Hope. Sean's killing me. A New Hope. I will be. Empire Strikes Back. And uh, I don't know. I'm gonna Google it. Episode six is Revenge of the Sith. Possibly. No, that's no, that's like episode two or three. Star Wars episode six. I mean, I, I, you can take the answers, so you can. It's Return of the Jedi, not the Last Jedi. That's Return your, of the Jedi. Ret- that's your final answer. Correct. Incorrect. Five. Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, five. 94%. Yeah, that's my favorite one. Yeah. So, but, yeah, okay. Cool. Um, let's see. Sam. <laughs> in this, and in this last race. Last week, you, I remember you said that you were going to rip my asshole in a new I, hole or something. I, I did not make you rank the top ten uh, James Bond films in order of importance. I'll, I'll get them right. But... But I, I, you do have a chance now to go up by t- double, one and a half. You do have a chance to go up three to one and a half, which would put you in a monumental climb at the pace I'm going. <laughs> um, Sam, what kind of nose does Frosty have? A carrot? Incorrect. A button nose. With a corn cob pipe and a button nose oh, and damn. two eyes made <laughs> out of snow. I, did, I didn't even think. I just thought snowman carrot. <laughs> it was one of the choices. 
<laughs> corn cob, carrot, raisin, and button were your choices. Oh my god. That's in, awesome. I'm, I'm totally okay with getting that one wrong. We're, we're in Christmas. I hope you would sing the song. No. But it, you didn't, and I, it's and I got It's 8 something in the morning. I ain't singing any song. It is now 9 10 in the morning. We had to take a, a, a swift uh, coffee break, if you will. But oh my goodness. Yeah, man. <laughs> With a corn cob pipe uh-huh. and a button nose and two eyes made out of snow is the answer we were looking for. Sorry. That's <laughs> okay. Uh, Disney, uh, the giant, the mouse, everything's going to be controlled by the mouse by 2025. Disney has acquired, we talked about it a billion times, but they finally officially acquired Fox in a deal for $50 plus billion in stock. They get Hulu. And by the way, 20 years ago, yet again, The Simpsons predicted it. Dude, Simpsons calls everything. I think they just we go to them for answers. That's it. Yeah, let's just watch the backlog and predict the future because Mac Roning, Dude. who did a show called Futurama, oddly enough, and is probably going to predict the future a lot Why? more. <laughs> New New York uh, is is getting it right yet again, that dude. So kudos to him. But this is a huge – let's not understate it. This is a huge acquisition. Oh, dude, Disney owns the world. <laughs> That's it. I'm going to go down the, the list of things that Disney, besides Hulu and the, some of the regional sports networks and stuff, Fox is going to keep Fox News. They're going to keep yeah. um, the Big Ten Network, FS1, FS2. They're going to keep some stuff. But some regional sports networks are going to go to Disney. Um, Hulu and then some other channels as well are going to go. I think Neo Geo, like Na- National Geographic and stuff are all going to go there. Um, actually, while we're on the air, do me a big favor. Can you open that curtain? It's so damn dark in here. I, I, I no hate – oh, thank you. It's so much better. I yeah. hate – especially with the snow, yeah, I hate there being dark. The lights on. Um, so outside of that, we're going to break down the movie and TV franchises that Fox will acquire in this, and we're going to just speak real quick yeah. to the importance of each one of them. We're just going to go down a list that I put together um, and to see how they'll fit into the, the universe or the importance of them in this acquisition. We're going to start off with the biggest one potentially is the X-Men. It's a long time coming. Um, I'm pretty sure – I mean, even though, like I said before, Kevin Feige originally said, oh, the X-Men, we have our own plan. Then now it comes, ah, oh, well, let, let's see what we can do. I mean, of course, who, would, who wouldn't want to add them when you have the X-Men at your fingertips? So you, and for Avengers 5 even, like for me, I think Avengers... I don't know. I don't know if they could throw... Could they throw him in? Like I one million percent foresee in, in Avengers 3 or 4, Infinity War Part 1 or Part 2. Well, it can't be 1 because 1... One of the ending scenes is going to be a tease of Logan opening up a suitcase to the Wolverine thing. Or, if he's not a suitcase, it's him maybe showing up. I mean, you see a claw with three things coming out of it. That would be cool. They, you're going to see a they, tease to the they X-Men. They still have five months to add a little quick mini right, scene. Exactly. But I think Hugh... I, mean, I doubt it'll be Hugh. Whatever. Hugh said, a hand. I then. would love it for it to be Hugh. A hand. I don't care. Um, you're going to see Wolverine's claw I, I and think, or yellow mask in the I, end scene. I think it's unlikely... But knowing Marvel and how clever and smart they are, I think they can devise a plan to just sneak a, a sneak a little something from X Men in there. Now I owe you a dollar from a bet we had a few episodes ago, which we'll get to in a little bit when we get to the box office Indeed. stuff. But I'm willing to bet another dollar that in episode, or I'm sorry, not episode, in Avengers three or four, we're uh, going no, to get an X Men no, end credit. No, it, it it could be. That's why I, I won't knowing. It's what one, Marvel it's, does, it's a dollar. I understand that, but I want to take it's my one dollar that I want. <laughs> so that's it. He doesn't want to break even at this. He wants his one dot. You should see the smile on his face on this audio podcast. So the X-Men's huge. Uh, another character stemming from the X-Men universe is Deadpool. Um, we have understood that now Deadpool will remain rated R, which yeah, is great. Because um, 
What's his name? Robert Iger. He confirmed that Deadpool's not going to go to PG or PG-13. He's going to keep it R and hopefully have their own Marvel movies that are kind of R-rated. So yes. that's awesome. He does not and will not fit in the Avengers timeline. He can't. No. He can't. It's too, they're too Disney'd up unless they point. Unless they do the uh, Deadpool kills the Marvel Universe, that would be awesome. I would that, love but that. But that's an R-rated film kind of exactly. not in- That would be awesome. <laughs> he the book was the book was really cool. I would like to see the Deadpool family, like uh, Dogpool and like mm-hmm. and all that stuff. I would love to see that in in a movie. Maybe Deadpool three or maybe X Force or something like that. Maybe Deadpool I, four, five, six, whatever, whatever. But yeah. I I'm good for Ryan Reynolds being Deadpool for yeah. forever. Um, but Deadpool is is weird though that that movie is going to be Disney moving forward. You know, Deadpool no, it, three it, is going to be it is, X Force. I'm, I'm just glad that he's not touching it. Just go, hey, it's Disney, make it PG-13. No, keep it rated R. I think that's the right move. Because all the other Deadpool fans would be butthurt and shit, me included. We're going to get our third, just like Spider-Man got, we're going to get our third iteration of the Fantastic Four, one would imagine. And it was funny because we were talking about this, me and a couple guys on Instagram the other day, and like we're like, oh, the first two Fantastic Four, like yeah, they weren't great, but we liked them. Like For what they were, I thought they were okay. And the Jessica Alba ones and Rise of the Silver Surfer? Yeah, I, I, I thought it was, obviously that was my least favorite out of the two, but I, st- I still enjoyed it for what they were. Sure, but, Fantastic but, Four's okay. But the reboot was was garbage. Jessica Alba's in underwear <laughs> on a bridge. How can you say no? But uh, other other between like them two, okay, but the reboot was utter trash. I would never buy it. I would never see it again as long as my live. Like, if you wanted to torture me, that throw on that movie he, I'd be like no nah, he nah. has he has a rack of N64s like give me a break no that doesn't even have the computing power of PlayStation 1 uh, <laughs> so, so yeah we're gonna see the Fantastic Four is there a is there a what is it, Secret Wars or something like that is there a place for Fantastic Four X-Men Guardians and Avengers all in the same film well it was with with Thanos and all, but with them already being a little too, little too late but to, couldn't they to do, do a little it. Galactus action I mean yeah because they do have Galactus now um we don't know how Thanos. We don't know how these movies end, obviously. But we're just saying, if Thanos is thwarted, because Galactus, Galactus is there. Galactus is like the strongest. Like yeah. him and Thanos, they, I think, to my knowledge, them two are the biggest baddies Marvel's got. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't know how you. Doctor Doom is up there. Yeah, but not, no, not nowhere near level. to them two. Not no. to that level. But Doctor Doom is definitely up there. Uh, I think they they royally screwed him in the reboot. In the oh, re- go- he, trash. He was trash. royally screwed. That. That character, there don't, wasn't one percent. Okay, let's drop it because I'm getting pissed thinking about it. Kate Mara's wig. That's all I'll say. Uh, moving on to things that we wouldn't expect. Die Hard is going to become a, a Disney. Uh, I mean, Bruce, Kaye. Bruce Willis is almost seventy years old at this point, so I don't know how many more Yippee Kaye's we're getting, mother effer. So I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I I still have yet to see the last Die Hard they released, but the one with um, I don't remember the last one I saw was. Maybe Timothy Oliphant, Live Free, Die Hard. I like that one. I didn't see the one after that. I don't know. I I, I like Bruce Willis, but maybe a reboot in the works. Disney presents Alien versus Predator. <laughs> I mean, Alien. I, I wasn't really that big of a fan of the last no. the last Alien. No. Maybe I, Disney can put dude, some magic on dude, Alien dude, and Predator. Literally, they they need to sit down and re- devise something here because they, they need they need something fresh when we get to the gaming section we'll talk about how predator is actually coming to a, a video game near you pretty soon but predator as well a vicious character um again disney's predator we're we gonna get an animated <laughs> I'm, dude, you never know man uh avatar this is a big one well we already know that they're yeah. coming there's that's not going to stop two three four five and six and whatever else james cameron has up his sleeve and that movies are coming whether we want to or not 
I still waiting to see the second one after 20 years. So. James Cameron presents Disney's Avatar. It's coming. Yeah, but we're now going to get like a Navi world at Disney World. Yeah, well, that's I think that's already open. I think they already opened that. Oh, so it's not even a big deal. I, I, I think if, you, a, if you're a, there, it's a big deal. A Disney interactive experience. <laughs> we're, we're nowhere near there. So. The 4D Navi. But, I mean, it, it's coming. It, it's going to make... I just want to see, is it going to make as much money as the first one did? Like, two point something billion? Like, is it going to be that big? No. Or is it just... Nope. Or, or just, gonna, I don't know or if it's just flop. takes a shit and makes 400. I don't know if it's going to flop, but it is definitely not going to live up to the first one uh, at never, all. The hype for the know, first man. one is gone. It don't, was, it was don't count James... 10 Ca- years ago. Don't count James Cameron out yet. It was 10 years ago with no hype or universe I, in between. I know. This isn't Star Wars so, where I mean, it can go away for a while. Now imagine the hype that built up all this, you know, People controversy with James Cameron and stuff. I don't know, just... Just be patient. After the goriness of the last one, War for the Planet of the Apes, which I really enjoyed, mm-hmm. we have Planet of the Apes coming to Disney too. Yeah. I would love a, that kind of theme so park. Like, so, like another, cool. okay, like another. So, so like you want to see where they're going to set up the next trilogy? I don't know Planet if the they're even going to do a trilogy. I'm good with like a TV series or just a ride or a theme in Disney World. I feel like just I'm good with that. The money that these three films made, I feel like they're like pot committed to. Okay, we need more. Like we made money off these films, people yeah, seem to the really enjoy them. The ending with Caesar, that who is his? A little spoiler warning. I'm, I'm not gonna Caesar, he, he goes to sleep. He goes to so sleep. So we don't know. There's his cousin, his second cousin. To sleep, perchance to dream. <laughs> but again, I don't know. Like who's going to take that role? Uh, we'll and there really that. isn't a war to be won at this point. So uh, I mean, there is. Yeah, but a bigger, I think a bigger with, one. With them, there's always going to be a war. Yeah, I mean, humans can just take the, their utopia that they found and effort. Just up. drop a nuke, and that's the end of it. Well, there's your fourth. It's, okay. There's an end credit scene for number three. Boom, boom, And then the Magic Kingdom comes <laughs> oh, and they rebuild it. So it's actually the this is actually the apes occupying the territory where Magic Kingdom is, and then no, they destroy the apes they and rebuild tied the into castle. Curious George. Mm, One there's survives. Your, there's your. There's your. Think big about arc. that. I can see the potential. That's got money. My eyes are turning into dollar signs. As they call Disney. Uh, Kingsman is now a Disney property, which, by the way, a third one has been confirmed. Yeah, so, we, we, I mean, the second one I don't think made as much money as what they were hoping for. Or was as good as yeah, we expected. The, the first one was definitely a lot better, but it made enough money to get a third one, which I think, give it its trilogy, tie it all together. Sure, and Kingsman's amazing, but now yeah. Disney's going to have their hands in the third one. Is it going to be as disgustingly, awesomely gory as the second one and the first one? I'm sure it is. Will it? Yeah. Can you imagine John Wick in the Disney universe? That's not on the list. I'm just throwing it out there. Just keep, keep it the way it is. Let's not understate Don't the fact. Don't reinvent the wheel. Let's not understate the fact that there is a third Kingsman now coming out. That is a hype announcement yeah. that I didn't want to just pass over. We are huge fans of that franchise, yeah, I and I think that that's something we're very, very, very much looking forward yeah. to as fans of just, it's a different kind of film. Yeah, I it's, agree with and that. And it's definitely not your typical Disney. But for what it is, I, I get my enjoyment out of it. Yeah. Do know? we finally see another Home Alone? They've been gone as, for a as while. As long as it's Macaulay Culkin. It's not going to be. No, I don't want that, it. Then I don't want it. He's going to be one no. of the villains. In no. I, I, How crazy would that be? It's funny. I just read a tablet with him. Like Supposedly, he's like he's looking better. Like He's not like this. Sure, he's the jigsaw killer. Jesus. Do you ever see those theories that connect Home Alone? I, yeah, I, I, I think I did, I did see that. Yeah, because but of all the traps he I, set as a kid, he became the jigsaw killer. I mean, that, that's kind of funny. <laughs> but I, I would still like to see him. I Somehow they make him, him come back somehow. I don't yeah. know. I think that would be cool. A movie franchise I've never seen, Night at the Museum. Dude, I, I enjoyed all three of them. Like, I don't know. If it's, I like Ben Stiller. Shocking. I like Robin Williams. Um, the third one I thought was the weakest out of the link. But, you know, so that was like one of Robin Williams' last films. So I don't know. I, I like the trilogy, like the trilogy, Night at the Museum. But I think it 
it's probably done now. I don't know. You got you got three films at Night at the Museum. I would have never thought it would have got three films. Yeah, Ben Stiller's probably going to be the old ass security guard now, a day away from retirement. He could that be. old that <laughs> old storyline. He could be. I retire tomorrow, and all the chaos breaks out. Uh, Ice Age. I only watched one. I think with my, you know, when it first came out with my, I might have even been Nico when the first one came out. <laughs> You and your dad. But I, I haven't seen Ice Age any, yeah. really any of them since then. So I mean, hey, if the kids like it, why not? Uh, the entire Whedonverse. So Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Angel, a show I never watched. I loved it. Never watched. I loved Buffy every season. David Brannis. I don't know he, something about him on uh, what's that fucking Angel, show he's Angel? on? Bones. Oh God! If you want to talk about something that like grinds your gears, oh my God! <laughs> Jesus so Sam is not Christ. a Bones fan. It's every well, that's Fox. Every so. goddamn episode ends with them drinking wine. I literally want to pick up my TV and throw it out the window. Enough of bones. I, I still can't believe it went for nine seasons. Burned. It's now ash instead of bones. Uh, but anyway, I, I'm a huge Buffy guy. Not so much the movie before the TV show. The TV show, Sarah Michelle Gellar, um, uh, Allison, whatever from from American Pie. Can't think yeah, of her name right Allison now. Hannigan. That's it, Allison Hannigan. Um, and like you said, John Barrales, Philadelphia guy, David Brown, whatever, Philadelphia guy. He is Philly, that, that's where I get that's my James, from Philly. James so you, have my, you have my respect. Yeah, James Marsters as well. Um, oh yeah, him. Yeah, he yeah, wasn't. He plays right. Spike, the yeah, evil, the bad guy. Uh, yeah. Yeah. he's well, always bad. I don't know if he's he's, <laughs> he's bad in the bad beginning. Guy. He's bad in the beginning. Man, that really makes me want to go back and watch uh, that show God again. It was so good. One of those episodes won an Emmy. It did. Silence. Okay, I'm, I'm glad. Silence. The whole episode is is oh great mute great, and it's like these dummies that that like possess Man, you. Man, you're really making me want to watch this show. They mute you. It's it's <laughs> creepy. It's cre- It was very eerie. We'll yeah. say that it was very eerie. But I like Buffy. X Files. I, I I always liked X Files. Twenty four. Never watched the show. Me neither. But or I, I do like Sutherland. Or the reboot. I never saw Kiefer's twenty four. Keep Kiefer. No, no, the reboot. Like was it twenty four reboot? Legacy. Legacy. Yeah. Never saw that one either. Uh, the Simpsons. And, and Futurama, by the way. Simpsons not going anywhere. I wish they'd bring Futurama back. I'll never. You never know. I will never, never give know. up on Futurama. You never ever. know. And how many times that you gave up on Futurama, you gave up on Family Guy, and you're I, like, it'll no, never come I back. I never gave up on Futurama. I still give up on Family Guy. I'll, 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 I'll bring them all. I I'll, like. I'll I love the first five seasons of Family Guy. It's just not funny anymore. It, it has its moments, because I do watch the new ones. Family Guy's a part of this, yeah. though. Family Guy, American Dad, the Orville. All these Seth, Orv, dude, Seth I've seen a things. few episodes of Orville. That's pretty funny. It's 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 like a Star it's, Trek. It's, it's the Galaxy Quest. Yeah. That's, oh, okay. Yeah. You know, basically Tim, what it Tim is. Allen, yeah. And American Dad's pretty funny. I liked American Dad in the beginning. I didn't watch it enough to give a critique. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. I watched maybe twenty five episodes total. It's pretty funny for what it is. It, I, I like it. He's Joe Swanson with legs. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to be. Yeah. I don't want to be effed yeah. up. I, I, like, I hear you. He's that same kind of archetype. That same character. It's, it's you good. Can see, you can see each character in each of them. You know, what sure. I mean? like, yeah. You can see Brian and the alien. Yeah. You can yeah. see. You can see it all. So I'm yeah. with you. Totally with you. Chris and the other and the kid. Yeah. Um, and then finally, uh, I put a question mark in front of it because it's weird. Dragon Ball. Uh, Dragon Ball Evolution. The film was had Fox ties to it, and so did the um, the Beerus uh, God uh, Gods of Destruction. Whatever. Um, that that film had ties with Fox to it had Fox's no- yeah. logo name on it so I don't know how much of the Dragon Ball universe is in this yeah. but there is ties to Fox I mean, and Dragon Ball I would love for Disney to do it like a but Super's kicking ass right now so how can they do it better no I, I mean I would love to see a, another a different, live action a different live action version of Dragon Ball because it's like with technology the way it is now you could do shit like so much better and there's actually I I, for, I don't I can't think of their YouTube name off the top of my head but 
there's a DBZ like a web series, and for what I've seen, is pretty badass. I, I want to get their name for next week, so it was pretty good. But I mean, yeah, like you said, DB Super is awesome. I still watch it every week, and I'll continue to watch it even though it's only on episode thirty something. Machi and everyone's on episode like one hundred twenty. Yeah. They know everything. I'm just we're so far behind. It it sucks. But hey, we'll see. I think. After they're done with like a Little Mermaid and all the other Disney yeah. properties, maybe get, they'll get all hit that Dragon crap Ball first. So maybe in the, like forty years, well, dude, it's just that's Disney, almost eighty years. Disney could do whatever the hell they want to. They control everything now. <laughs> Seriously, they, they they control the world. Well, kudos to Disney for having the the ante to grab this to be able to bring the Marvel universe together. We'll see how it happens. I don't think Marvel's gone in the in a bad way since. Uh, but now you're looking at all the things that are going to be a part of this D- Disney streaming service. That's humongous. So it's, it's bye-bye Family Guy from Netflix, bye-bye Futurama from Netflix. All, then, all, all I need it. to do, if they, once they take all the, the Marvel stuff, once Peaky wraps up, because, dude, Netflix, I think it's like eleven seventy. I have to check my bill. I think it went up a dollar again. I think it was like eleven seventy nine or some shit. So Netflix, I'm on the fence already. We, we watched... A decent amount of Netflix. We're always trying to find new stuff. We tried yeah, to watch. See, I, I gave up trying. We tried to watch Dark. Sure. I heard is a uh, Kevin it's, Smith talked about that. Yeah, and it's a definite. Uh, it's it takes place in Germany. Um, I, I'm not going to call it a German Stranger Things, um, but it's for those fans of Stranger Things. Eh, I don't even want to watch it. We uh, I we watched episode one like a month ago. Really enjoyed it. Like I told you, I think. Even but you haven't picked up things. an episode since we did, and it's not not hitting. All right, cool. Um, Glad it to hear is, that. It is. In Germany, and the actors are German, speaking German, but it's overdubbed in English. Oh, great. And the two languages don't necessarily correlate yeah. very well, so the dubbing is pretty weak. It's like that a sucks. bad, it's like a badly drawn anime. Um, so, oh, but good, the story I don't, I don't is great. Bad not watching but it. the story is pretty fascinating. I'm, I just can't get past the dub, and it's the audio is really low, so you got to turn it up really high, and then the sound effects hits you like yeah. a ton of bricks. So I'm just. We moved on yeah. to uh, a show that she wanted to watch called The Night Shift, which I want to put a bolt through my head. It's just Grey's Anatomy It's a good movie night. back in the day with Michael Keaton. Well, it's just Grey's Anatomy at out. night, and I'm completely over it. But Woody Harrelson, Sam, as we get past all the Fox and Disney stuff, Woody Harrelson has been cast as a henchman in the Venom movie. That's not a no, bad thing. And it, no, it's kind of funny because you know on, on Instagram, I see a lot of people like, if Woody's cast... As goddamn carnage, I'm gonna be so no, pissed. No, no. I, I mean, I kind of, I kind of agree with that. Like, I, you know, it's not gonna happen. I, I would hope not, but at the same time, I could kind of see it because Woody's just nuts, like cra- I crazy. Don't, I don't see. I hope, I, but I hope not. I hope not. I don't. But, I don't. I, I, I like Woody, so I, I'm interested to see where his, what, what his character is. I don't think he can just be a henchman, though. He's Woody freaking Harrison. That's what I'm I know saying. He's on the, That's I know he's on what the I'm saying. End, that maybe he is carnage. Why are they gonna bring in a big name like Woody? But we'll see. I could be wrong. Maybe just a nobody. Well, John Cena uh, recently starred in the uh, film Ferdinand, another film that for some reason came out uh, with on the same day as Star Wars. Never even heard of it. God forbid. <laughs> I think it's, we mentioned it last week. He's a it. bull. Uh, he's a bull trying to set the world right with a little girl. Um, it's an animated film, three D you know, animation. So we'll read the verdict on it. With a funny set of side characters and lovably kind-hearted lead, Ferdinand finds a way to promote being kind to others without becoming an after-school special. Granted, it doesn't ever go out of its way to be very unique or surprising, but for what it sets out to do, um, I'm sorry. But for what it sets out to do, Ferdinand is altogether successful. Even that means. Even if that means it doesn't end up being much more than that. Ferdinand carves out a small piece of itself in the just okay subgroup of modern day kids movies, 6.0. It sounds, it's worth seeing eh, for kids. Yeah, for kids. You know, but for us, I, I think we're missing that one. Yeah, I mean. Even yeah. for your love of wrestling and all. 
I'm yeah, but I don't have a love of John yeah. Cena, so uh, I'm I'm good there. I'm going to move past that. Uh, however, my friend. Netflix and DreamWorks have partnered for six new films, including a Boss Baby, Trolls, and She-Ra follow-up, all reportedly coming in 2008. She-Ra is apparently yeah. part of the He-Man Masters of the Universe. Yeah, it was, it was an old show back in the day. I, I love He-Man. I was kind of surprised to see a She-Ra little reboot, so it's kind of cool. Yeah, but Boss Baby and Trolls. I've heard good things about Trolls, to be honest yeah. with you. I, I've never seen either, but... I boss baby or trolls. I've seen the trolls Christmas or holiday special uh, with my nephews. Uh, we had a Thanksgiving thing a couple weeks ago, and they wanted yeah. to watch trolls, and we didn't have the trolls movie, but we had the trolls holiday special, so we threw it on for them twice. So I've seen it twice. <laughs> there you go, Justin Timberlake, and uh, I think maybe Zoe Deschanel. I forget who the other. Big, I have no idea. Maybe Anna Kendrick. I don't remember, but trolls, big names. Boss Baby with uh, Alec Baldwin apparently did better than we anticipated, so Netflix is just going to yeah, follow I up on these. T- Toby saw Boss it's Baby, on Netflix. And, and he said it was actually pretty funny. Yeah, it's yeah. on Netflix, yeah. too. So, Boss Baby, if you're into those things, there you go. Coming in 2018, but coming in 2019, May 10th, 2019, to be precise, there will be Detective Pikachu. It's got its release date, baby. I, I can't believe it's coming as quick as it is. Why not? May 10th, Ryan 2019. Reynolds, two other people I never heard of. He's going to be a busy man. The game might actually be coming to the United States and Europe now. It was uh, rated on the Peggy board in Europe, and it gave a little description. So that's good things yeah, that, that it's coming. It's not forward. Not oh. even just Japan. It's going to come to the uh, to the Europe uh, and uh, Americas. So we're really excited about that because that is a game that I can dive into yeah, of course. for a little bit. I don't know. Yeah, because the new po- full I know with the new Pokemon game with us, we it's it's been slow for us. It's, we we slow, beat it. It's yeah. we're we're just slamming that A button. Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon, not hitting very hard yeah. for us right now, yeah. but um, it definitely a lot of slamming the but, A button. But we're 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 trying. But Detective Pikachu, man, on 3DS, I'm just tired of playing 3DS when I don't need to. I just want it on my Switch. Is that a bad uh, thing? No, it's fine. That's exactly I'm just right. Your balls. Yeah, that's right. You you be that you piece of shit. <laughs> uh, Creed two finds a new director so the story before that is creed 2 lost its director sylvester stallone decided to step back from the project but they found a new director stephen capel jr this is his first major motion picture i went through his imdb last night to try and find nothing something else yeah. nothing short movies a independent movies and some tv stuff and stallone's reasoning just like ah, he bowed out because he felt like someone younger of this generation should should direct this film i mean i, I think stallone is a great director he directed some good films that I, I really enjoyed yeah but- creed did he direct Creed? I think so. I don't think so. No, he, he did not direct Creed. No. Did he? Yeah. Not? So, Are you sure? Little, Greg. All right, fine. I've so, been... but I'm, I I kind of agree with him. It, it gives him more time to, to trust someone else because, you know, Stallone's getting up there and he can just kind of go back and just, you know, let him be his rocky self because he's still doing... Mm, Ryan Coogler. Yeah, Coogler. So, I know because he's doing... Um, he just finished... What's that other freaking movie he did? He's he, 71. Yeah, so he's, he's an older guy. He just... What was that, what was that lockout movie he did with Stallone or um with Schwarzenegger? Oh, shit. He, he's, this Is Us? I'm kidding. He, he's in This Is Us, apparently. What's, Spoilers. Name like his last... He was in Guardians 2. Mm-hmm. Focus. No. Creed. No. The Expendables 3. No. Escape Plan. Yep, that's it. Gr- and, oh, Grudge Match. No, no. You, that's escape, with Robert no, De Niro. Escape Plan, because he did... That was, was with Schwarzenegger. So he's he just filmed two, and they're filming like three back-to-back. Yeah. yeah. Uh, escape Plan was 2013, yeah. same year as Grudge Match, but the last time he was really anything like that. Directorially... Uh, he's only done nine projects. He did. He actually did do the Expendables. Yeah. And then the exactly. Rambo reboot. Yeah. Rocky and Balboa. Which, which, Rocky Balboa was which I really did. liked. Rocky Five, Staying Alive, Rocky Three, Rocky Two, and Paradise Alley. Yeah. So, so he, he did some films, obviously, you know. But I mean, I, I, I don't. I don't upcoming, blame him. He's doing uh, Tough as They Come. 
he's directing, which is Travis Mills, a soldier in Afghanistan, loses four limbs in four days before his 21st birthday. Jesus. Jeez. Okay, that's enough. Yeah, that, good there. Yeah, that's, a, that's a story. But, I mean, hey, I don't blame him for doing it. He He's done enough. He's done. Let, let someone else direct, direct Creed to and see what, you know, him and um, Brandon, what's his name? Googler? No. Oh, uh, Michael B. Jordan? Michael B. Jordan. Yeah. Uh, we have the new Jumanji film coming out. Jumanji Welcome to the Jungle brings audiences back to its classic fictional world with a fun, updated new twist on its well-worn story. So even if some of its subplots and emotional t- uh, tough lines, uh, through lines wow, don't quite click, the action and fun and humor should still make uh, worth your price of admission. An enjoyable comedic trip back to the world of Jumanji 7.0 out of 10. Good uh, per IGN, as that's, all of our that's kind of like are. honestly, I'm thinking the film to be like a seven. Yeah, I, I kind of want to say just I like Jack Black. Who doesn't like The Rock? Kevin Hart's funny, so I mean, for what if take it for what it is, mm-hmm. you know, we'll always love the Robert Williams version, probably better anyway. But that's beside the point. I can't read today, like, I'm way off my rocker. And you can't say we're in the dark when it comes to no, I just can't <laughs> read today. It's yeah. ridiculous. Uh, Ocean's Eight Sam has been announced under the table. This yeah. was not on my list. I just happened to see it on Instagram from, I think, Warner Brothers. Yeah, Warner Brothers Pictures. Ocean's 8 is an all-female-led cast. I love Ocean's Eleven. I yeah. freaking love it's it. Both of them. 12 I and 13 with, when it was with Sinatra, hit. I liked it. I did, yeah. 12 and 13 didn't hit for me, but this is Ocean's 8. I'm going to name the star-studded cast for Ocean's 8. Let me, let me guess one. Is Kristen Wiig in it? No, this no. is not a. Okay. It's not Kristen Wiig, okay. but I like where your Good. head's at. No, I don't. I, I'm, I'd rather her not be in the film. Sandra Bullock. Okay. Kate Blanchett. Okay. Anne Hathaway. Mindy Kaling. Sarah Mindy Kaling? Whatever. Sarah Paulson. Aquafina, Rihanna, Helena Bonham Carter. I have no interest in seeing this film. <laughs> uh, it's uh, June 2018. There's your there's your poster. I just have no interest in it. Zero. I like Anne Hathaway. I mean, hey, I, I like her too, but uh, I even like Sandra Bullock. No, Sandra Bullock's sneaky. She's she's sneaky, they they try to do this all female thing with the Ghostbusters and that didn't turn out too good. So we'll yeah, see. but this is not a beloved franchise like the Ghostbusters. Yeah, Ocean's Eleven well, has I don't a know, fan you start base. Start with Sinatra and Dean Martin, and you come down, you know, George Clooney, Brad Pitt, ah, no, no, uh, all women. Ah, okay, it, hey, it's just the world we're living. It's the world we're in now. Everything's got to be spread out, which is fine, which is fine. But this film, I think I'm going to pass. Finn Wolfhard is going to star in the haunted house horror. The Turning. I don't know. I just like no, Finn Wolfhard. So. I follow him on Instagram. His his uh, he has band. a band. They mm-hmm. they're, they're, I, I think they the just completed their first record. So that's kind of cool. Oh yeah. Basically I follow him just to hear if if he, they're any good. And I think he's like what 15, 16 years old. So. Yeah, if if not younger than that. So good for him. We have the box office, Sam. We had a dollar bet that in its opening weekend, uh, the Disaster Artist would top the Justice League. And I'm going to read from ten to one right now. Number ten. You're just going to leave it out there? <laughs> Number 10. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. Number 10, Just Getting Started at 3.2 million. Number 9, Lady Bird at 3.4 million. Number 8, The Star, 3.7 million. Uh, number seven, Murder on the Orient Express, 5.1. Number six, Daddy's Home 2 at 5.9. Number five, Thor Ragnarok at 6.2. Number four, The Disaster Artist, 6.3, but it beat Thor only a month later. Uh, <laughs> but it beat Thor. But it's cool, man. Disaster Artist did 6.3 million. That's really, really neat. Good for them. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen it yet. I'm seeing stars before The Disaster Artist. As what is should. wrong with I, me? No, you should. I just, I hate that. Number three, still kicking ass, apparently. Wonder at 8.4. Yeah, I think people think this is Wonder Woman. No, and they're just, I'm, yeah. 
Thank you, Sam. Gotcha. I appreciate it. Number two, the Justice League at only nine point six million. He's the third number of it only, even though he lost his bet. Yeah, and your Justice League in its third week did under ten million. Keep that going, uh, and Ooh. then doubling it. By the way, at the number one spot is Coco at eighteen point four. Kids got to see something these days. Yeah, I don't blame him. The disaster artist, Ferdinand. They're going to see Ferdinand. Star Wars. They got anything. But no, Coco doubling up the Justice League for the, like this third time in a row. So just shit all over you and your <laughs> stupid DC movie. Told you shit's on DC more than Marvel. <laughs> I, I just call it like it is. Mm-hmm. I've said bad things about Marvel. Indeed. There's just more bad things about DC. Yeah. And I've said flat out, I give the edge to DC and TV. Simple as that. Okay. I will I will do that. As you should. Until it's not the truth anymore. Yeah. So there's that. Uh, as we move into what's coming out this week. Uh, Jumanji, like we just read, comes out December 20th. The Greatest Showman also comes out. I was really, really heard, interested heard good in things. that. I heard good things. Yeah, I was really, really interested in that. It only comes out in, in just eight days. Hugh Jackman, Michelle Williams, Zac Efron. Um, I'm, I'm really, Zendaya. Zendaya, yep. I'm really, really interested in it. Um, it's from the imagination or inspired from the imagination of P.T. Uh, Barnum, which is Barnum yeah. and Bailey, the circus, which is, by the way, no longer around. Um, then we have December 22nd, Darkest Hour, Downsizing, Pitch Perfect 3, Hangman, Father Figures, Tiger Zinda High, Happy End, Bleeding Steel. I still go with Star Wars The Last Jedi. Yeah, I think that's going to win. Jumanji's going to do well. Greatest Showman will do well. But you can't top But Star you Wars. now have Star Wars, Coco, Ferdinand, yeah. Justice League, Jumanji, Greatest Showman, Disaster Thor, Artist, yeah. Thor, all still in theaters. It's a good I'll, time I'll, I'll to hit, be going I'll, to the movie. I'm interested to see what's on the top ten next week, where where every, where everybody lies. For sure, I definitely definitely see yeah. that. I mean, Star Wars is going to take it. Ferdinand probably third, I would say, probably Star Wars, Coco, Ferdinand, Justice League, Disaster Artist, probably the we'll top see. five. We'll see. I'm, I'm going to guess. I still think maybe people Ferdinand might be a little lower than that, just be, or like higher in the thing, just because. I think the kids would see Coco before they saw Fernand. But maybe all the kids saw Coco. It's done fifty yeah, million. Maybe so. And if you want an easy babysitter, it's take your kid to the movies. Yeah, and true. So we'll see. Yeah. I mean, it's all going to be out yeah. there. We'll take a look next week for when we get to those box office numbers. I'm excited to talk and see how Star Wars outdid everything yeah. else on the list by probably three or four times over. Um, but Sam, we're going to get into DC. I'm sorry, TV. We're going to start with DC. Um, DC in DC is an event that was announced overnight. Did you hear about this when you woke up this morning? I did not. Okay, so there's an there's a little event in D, in Washington D.C. I'm going to get you the date real quick. Um, D.C. and D.C. January 12th and January 13th, the comic book world and the real world are coming together next month for a D.C. and D.C. event over Martin Luther King Day weekend. The event runs January 12th and 13th and features the world premiere of the CW's upcoming Black Lightning TV show as well as a screening of Batman Gotham by Gaslight. That's pretty damn cool. You're going to go to D.C.? No, I'm just going to have to be very patient to see both of those things. Live action Titans, got we got our first look at Hawk and Dove. Yeah, and I thought they both looked pretty badass. Like I wasn't expecting how their their costumes were going to look, but for Hawk and Dove, I think it's it's a lot cooler than than the comic books. So I'm really looking forward to seeing this, this show. They're, they both look they look awesome. leather clad superheroes and badass. They look both awesome, very very badass. DC Legends of Tomorrow will be taking over Supergirl's Monday nights at 8 p.m. slot, while Supergirl is going to take the nine week break, and that also finds a way for Black Lightning to get yeah. started because that's less than a month away, or just about a month. It may even be a month from today. Yeah, I mean. That's that's okay for the the legends to take the eight o'clock slot, and we, 
I think we already knew that. Now it's good to know that we know which show is going to be taking the longer break, which is Supergirl. Because I'm interested to see Black Lightning. I think his costume looks good, and it's it's different for CW than a traditional Flash Arrow. So I'm inter- I'm interested. Uh, Arrow season six mid season finale happened. Did you watch it? Yeah, I did. Okay, it's getting kind of shit on, which is uns- which is very surprising for a DC TV show. I'm going to read the review of it really quickly, and then I kind of want your thoughts to see if you agree. No need spoilers or anything like that, but Arrow's in its sixth season, and Arrow has had a pretty rough go so far in season six, never managing to build on the momentum of the season five finale. Sadly, the mid-season finale offers little hope that things will turn around in 2018. With another formulaic formulaic Caden James conflict and a great deal of abrupt forced Team Arrow drama, the series has little sense of excitement or even a clear direction at the moment. Arrow's troubled sixth season has hit a new low thanks to tonight's bland conflicts and forced character drama. Four point six out of ten, bad. I mean, I, I would agree with they're they're having trouble the, keeping up the momentum from the season five finale. Like, that's true as shit. Um, the conflict in this season, it is kind of like I'm kind of like ugh. It's kind of going back to like old Arrow season three four bullshit. <sighs> It, it, it sucks, because I, I really did like Arrow. The first two seasons, I still think, are, are one of the best. Three and four sucked. Five was a great improvement. And six, now it's hitting a little lull. So I, I'd have to kind of agree with it. Probably the worst. That was the worst episode of the season. And their, their conflict, I'm just kind of like, it, it just seems shitty. It's going the way of The Walking Dead, my friend. Colton Haynes uh-huh. is officially returning as Roy Harper for Arsenal that, in, and in it for Arrow. Well, that's the one positive thing, I think, for Arrow. It's, okay, great. Right, Arsenal's coming back because I, I have have missed him in the last two, three seasons. So it, it's good to see Are Arsenal they, coming back. So is I'm he hoping, coming back and they're going to rewrite him in because no. of how popular his arc was and now they're trying to get it, that show it, back? It, it could be. And just maybe Colton Haynes has some free time. And everyone likes everyone liked Arsenal. Like, you know, I, I liked him. So I'm hoping he could bring that, that little spark that Arrow needed back to realign the team in the marvel tv space the punisher has been renewed for season two from netflix you just gave no, a big hallelujah no, no no surprise there the punisher was freaking awesome everyone loved it everyone who i talked to about it really enjoyed it so to me it was no surprise yeah and uh, again it was like stranger things getting signed for season three we like, knew, okay yeah, it, we were excited that's official but we knew it was yeah, coming exactly type of thing. Yeah. jessica jones season two uh, has a release date and a trailer but it will hit on netflix march 8th 2018 yeah, faster than i wasn't expecting it this fast but I mean, I'm not like I'm not like oh my god, Jessica Jones. But I'm definitely going to watch it. Of course but, you are. You'll you probably know. have it done in the first week that it comes out. I'd assume. Oh, easily. Yeah, somewhere in yeah, there. Cool. And and hey, listen, Kristen Ritter. She's a cutie. She is still fantastic. The Witcher, uh, the game series on Netflix, has found a showrunner in Lauren Schmidt Hisrich. And the only reason I really think that's super, super important is she was the co-executive producer of The Defenders and Daredevil. So it's good awesome. things ahead. Yeah, and I've never really played The Witcher games too much, but They're I'm really probably good. going to watch this show just because I, I really like the way his character looks and what the story's based around. And The Witcher 3 especially, and even so much as the DLC expansion Blood and Wine, like... I can't tell you how incredible yeah. they are. It's a mature – think of it this way, and this is bland and tasteless and just easy for you to kind of comprehend, so I don't mean to make it so. It's a mature, yeah. very mature rated Legend of Zelda. Okay. Very good. mature rated. good. Yeah, but super, super good for The Witcher. Um, really, I think it's in very good hands because Daredevil was great. The yeah. Defenders was good, so very excited there. HBO has renewed Curb Your Enthusiasm for a 10th season after a lackluster yeah. season 9. Oh, you watch? I see. Okay, I, it's, uh, the consensus. I seen, like, the first season of Curb. Like, what I've seen was I, funny. Yeah, I, just, I saw the first I season myself. I was just on it late, and I just, like, ah, I don't feel like watching nine seasons. Yeah. You know? So, I mean, okay, cool. A lot of people say it's funny. Did you finish season three of Mr. No. Robot? 
Dude, I didn't even watch season two. Okay, well, it but, just got renewed for season four. Hey, but I did. The first season was really good. It's just cracked. There's so much shit on TV. Like, dude, there's just like not like. And the, it, you need DVR in today's yeah, world to be able to watch everything. I got it. Yeah, so. You I have mean, to pick and choose. What I wa- The first season I thought was awesome. So, I mean, hey, I'm happy for it. I have a buddy at work who had just mentioned that he finished season three and it was a lot for him. Um, so. Yeah, he loved like, it. He yeah. loved it. He's excited for season four. Uh, the Walking Dead's mid-season finale just happened, and God forbid. God forbid. Yep, God forbid. It, it sucks. Dude, it, it, it sucks. I've been I've been saying this forever. It's the worst show I watch. I'm telling you, it's the worst. You wor- still I, watch it. I, I, I would rather watch Arrow over this, honestly. It's the same shit. It goes slow. Some shit happens. And even at the end, you're like, I kind of feel bad for like the... I don't even want to say it because I want to spoil it for the character because something happened like in his or her personal life. What he did, which was thinking that he was told that, or she was told that the show was going that he were, he or she was going to be on the show for a few more years. Then they bought a house, and then it's like, oh no, nope, boom. So I, I don't want to say anything more than that. But I don't know, just the show. I was like, ugh. In this mid-season okay. finale, they're trying to do the Glenn season six arc where you thought he was dead with the pile of zombies. They're trying to do that right, but. Even then, they can't commit to this death. They had a major character death in the uh, end of the mid-season finale. It was a character that in my Facebook memories when I used to watch the show has come up a lot recently. Of, I just wish he would leave the show. I just okay. wish he would leave the show. And he probably is for a while. Apparently, he wants to go back to college. So there's your spoiler for who it may be. So he might be off the oh, show for a while. But I don't think no, we've uh, seen the last no. of, of Coral. I'm pretty sure we did. I don't know. They're, dude, they're leaving it wide open. Um, I don't think they're, they are. If you saw the episode, you there is no open. They, I'm, when you I'm get bit you, by that thing, that's it. It's sure, sure that he definitely it's 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 done. I got it. But they're leaving it open that if they find a cure, they can cure him before he goes. Yeah, I, maybe. But how they, long would, that, how long would he go when people turn in an hour after after being bitten? And they're days, gonna find they're days. gonna find the cure in an hour. Days. No, usually. because incorrect. Because there was two episodes ago where they're barraging these guys. They're killing them, and then they come back as zombies as they're still in that gunfire fight. So to me, it was like an hour, hmm. if that. Hmm. So to me, he gone. Well, we'll see. That he he has made a very funny tweet. He has left put, the building. Yeah, we we have. He put a funny tweet out there that we put on our Instagram. So if you want to see who we're talking about, you can do that. You can stay away from spoilers if you haven't watched the episode yet. Uh, but he gone. I I think he's. I think it's not the last we've seen. Burn. Dollar. No, I just. <laughs> It's a dollar. No, I'm, pay- I'm going to walk out of this room You're the cheapest person money in hand. I've ever met. Uh, in the video game space, PSX happened last week. We did our top three PSX predictions. Let's just get them out of the way. They were all wrong. So here's what happened in the PSX show. Uh, PSX recap. I didn't do everything because yeah. there was way, way, way too much. But here is the big stuff. Um, the Game Awards had already happened. So anything that happened in the Game Awards, check out. Last episode, I do a 13-minute monologue after we hey, had done the episode. Pretty good. You covered most everything. I, I tried every yeah, single thing that good. I possibly could. Good. It was a very late night yeah. for me. Uh, they showed a lot of Dreams gameplay at PSX. A lot of people were down on that game. They're now up on it based off of the creativity you can bring to it. There was a Detroit Become Human demo. Finally, a lot of people looking forward to that game. I am not one of them. Uh, Sony Interactive Entertainment CEO Sean Layden came out on the stage for almost the entire thing. He teased that we will finally be able to change our PSN names by maybe the next PSX, something that has not been around PlayStation for 10 freaking years. They showed off a Monster Hunter World trailer, and then all of a sudden, Mega Man 
Man music starts to play, and you see Mega Man showing up in the Monster Hunter world, which was insane on so many levels, but just showing some good treatment for the Blue Bomber in his 30th year anniversary. Super duper excited about that. They had a ton of PSVR reveals, including a five-minute demo for the last Guardian VR, which is about only 25 minutes long, but free. That's that's really cool. Uh, And a Wipeout VR, which I think that could get you pretty sick, man, going on wave races. Think about wave race in VR. That's pretty neat. Um, And then finally, Medieval, which was a game for, I believe, PS1, uh, is getting a remastered treatment. That was their big reveal at the end for PS4. People went nuts. I never played it. I was a Nintendo kid growing up. Didn't have a PS1. Didn't Carmen didn't have the game, so I never played yeah. it. And maybe he did have it. I just never played it. But that was your big keynote from PSX, including all the big announcements. Wasn't as big as we thought. We did not get a new DMC. Pissed. We did not get uh, extra fighters from Marvel versus Capcom. We did not get a release date for God of War, even though we got some more gameplay. Even though it wasn't new gameplay, yeah. it was just the same gameplay with commentary um, as Paris Games Week or E3, I forget. But just we're still yeah. up in the air. Lackluster for me. It was a little bit lackluster, yeah. to to be sure. PUBG, which is Players Unknown's Battlegrounds, 20 million units sold. Game of the Year contender. It's not even out yet has hit 1 million players in its first two days on Xbox. Xbox scooped it up as an exclusive. In only two days, it hits 1 million players. And to celebrate, all Xbox One X sales from December 17th through the 31st will come with a free copy of PUBG. That's a goddamn great deal. That's business right there. Seriously. That's Microsoft coming back into relevance. Good job, Xbox. Call of Duty World War II is the highest-selling game of 2017 and obviously has been the highest-selling game of November. We do have the NPD. I'm going to pull that up right now real quick. Give me a second. I mean, that's awesome that that Call of Duty finally has a good game. Obviously, the last Call of Duty was shit. So it's good to see that they're... They've they've been on a downward... Yeah, they've been on a downward trend over the past few years. It's nice to see... Uh, World War II, I played it, I beat it, I told you it was good. Yeah. Um, it wasn't fantastic, but it's great that that's such a high-selling series again for all the Call of Duty fanatics out there. I, myself, not a huge Call of Duty guy, so it is whatever to me. I am more of a non-multiplayer, not single-player guy. Yeah. But here are the top ten games for November. Uh Number 10, Pokemon Ultra Sun, which is surprising yeah. that that's that far down. Ultra Moon, not on the list. Yeah. Not on the list. Number nine, Destiny 2. Number eight, Need for Speed Payback. Very, wow. very confusing to me that that made is, the list. Is yeah. There. Number seven, FIFA 18. Number six, yeah, number six, Super Mario Odyssey. Uh, mm, up there. It's up there. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, it's very, very up yeah. there. Um, now, granted, there's not as many Switches as there are PS4s yeah, and Xbox okay. Ones in the wild, but still, Zelda found a way, so I'm a little. It hurts you. I'm a little disappointed. Uh,. <laughs> Also, it came out October 27th, and in its first two days sold like two or four million copies. True. And that went to October, and it was high last month. So if it came out November 1st, Call of Duty came out November 2nd. So yeah. all of November had Call of Duty True. sales. You had the two biggest days of Odyssey in October, so I get it. At least it's still on the damn list. Number five, Madden NFL 18. Number four, NBA 2K18. Number three, Assassin's Creed Origins. Number two, Star Wars Battlefront 2. Number one, Call of Duty World War Two. Hey, finally you're at the goddamn fucking game's not on the list. It only took t- 10 years after its release date. But guess what? Date. And we're talking about Grand Theft Auto V. It is finally not on the list, but guess what? You it's 11. Know it's, gonna be, <laughs> it's 11. You, you know it's going to be back next month. I hope not. You know but it hey. is. With Christmas, you but it's, know. It's good to see Call of Duty number one, though. That's awesome. I mean, 
for Call of Duty fans, sure. Yeah. But but for us normies, yeah, no, I'm just kidding. It's it's awesome just to see any game up there that's that's new and exciting for people to play. I'm a, I'm a I'm a uh, fan of all games. I'm yeah. not I'm not gamist. Uh, the Nintendo Switch man has sold 10 million units. How but, cool is that? In nine months, yeah, it has quick, sold man. more than a million quick. a month. I mean, I, I, I you can't deny just. Well, you can play in your house on the go. Like it's awesome. There's there's freaking games coming out every goddamn week. For Nineteen it. this week alone. See, and, and like that's what I'm saying. Like it's just awesome that the supports there. Everyone's loving it. The feedback, all the games. Like it, it's awesome. It's a beautiful, beautiful machine. I'm in love with it. <laughs> yeah, of course you are. Uh, I play it ten to one over my other consoles. It is only four million and change away from passing the Wii U. In its first year, give it another two what two months. In its first year, it could pass with yeah. Christmas sales, man. That's what I'm saying. In, give its, it... in its first year, we could pass the Wii U's lifetime, which came out in 2012 or 2013. That's got to make Nintendo feel great. It's also got to make them feel shitty. Oh, like, <laughs> about the Wii U. Well, just they, they know that they needed to make big improvements, and it's it's got to be a good feeling that they're saying Nintendo dropped two Game of the Year contenders in its first year. They knew they couldn't come out with a, a soft launch. Yeah, Wii U had a soft launch. Switch had. Breath of the Wild and Mario Odyssey in its first year, in its first nine months on the market, it had two monstrous games. Yeah. Uh, 18's got to be a slowdown. I don't see 18 being a huge year. Maybe the Kirby game, maybe the Yoshi game, fine. They're not enormous. Probably going to get a Smash Brothers announcement, maybe Super Mario Maker 2.0 or something. But 2019's going to be another huge year with Metroid Prime 4, if you get your Pokemon. Pokemon yeah. like, it's going to be a huge... So I'm good with taking 2018 with the indies and celebrating that. Um, I have a lot of indies on my on my Switch. I have more indies than I do main series titles. I only bought one, two, three, four, five physical Switch games. Odyssey, Breath of the Wild, 1-2 Switch, Splatoon 2. The big ones. And uh, Mario Kart 8 Mario Deluxe. Kart, yeah. That's the only five big physical. Everything else is a digital download uh, besides Mario plus Rabbids. Um, is an indie game, so I'm huge in the indie space. The yeah. short, the shorter games I can beat in a few hours and play seven thousand times. That's kind of where I'm at there. But congr- congratulations. However, PS4 was the best selling console in November. That's We're a, back, baby. It's a lot to do with Call of Duty. Yeah, I guess that makes the sense. bundle. It's a well, lot. It, to do with it's that. it's surprising considering you know how new Xbox is and and just Switch. How how. Uh, everyone's loving it, but it's cool to see that PS4 takes back the title. The Xbox One did drive the most dollars spent, however, because the Xbox One X it's is five hundred bucks. Exactly. So, but that's to be expected. Yeah, you can get two PS4s I mean, I, for the I'm price just, of an Xbox One. I'm surprised one. that again, it's not Xbox, just because how new it is. It's Christmas, and you know, there's a lot of Xbox fans out there. Uh, sure, I think that also came out in October. And this is just for November, so if there are no, people that bought an Xbox One X you know. on the first couple days, and we'll see December's. Yeah, uh, this is November's list, so we'll see. We'll see, we'll see if PS4. Can I hold think it. I think Switch is going to go back on top. Uh, there's some good bundles uh, out there with Odyssey. But that Xbox bundle. bundle, though, that Xbox is hu- that's, that's a that's huge a good bundle. But they just announced it yesterday or the day before, so that's not a lot of time yeah, for true, people to go true. out there and just spend five hundred bones. Two, two, three weeks with Christmas coming on the twenty fifth. And this announcement coming on the 15th, that's 10 days to go out and buy one. You've probably already bought your kid the yeah, console. They, they probably should have maybe done it at the start of December and maybe promoted it a little bit more. Uh, maybe if you buy one when it comes out, you'll get one. Because PUBG just hit, so yeah. it's not like they could have done it before the game came out. But, if again, they're doing it to celebrate a, a great franchise that's selling a lot. And a new franchise, I should say, that's, that's selling... Hand over fist copies. Yeah. So good for you for all of them. I mean, it's good to see that they're all thriving right now. Yeah. Xbox drove the most dollars. PS4 drove the most units. And Switch has just hit 10 million in yeah. nine months. 
we're in a thriving console space right now, so good for that. Um, I'm very excited to see where the Switch, PS4, Xbox One are going. I have them all, so why the hell not? Uh, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild's DLC pack, the Champions, uh, the Champions Ballad, came out. They dropped it. The Night of the Game Awards said it's available now. Go play it. Uh, it has a review. The Champions Ballad is... Uh, isn't the extra dose of story the Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild fans were expecting. However, it would uh, be churlish to turn down another chunk of hours with gaming. one of grading's gamest achievements. I can't read today. With one of gaming's greatest achievements. Even better, those hours are filled with new surprises, end-game level challenges, and the weirdest post-game reward of recent years. Wait, it's a motorcycle. Wow. Uh, a, Nintendo, a Nintendo Care package of new surprises, endgame challenges, and a weird post-game reward of recent years equals a 7.8 out of 10 good. I mean, I, I did see, you know, I know you're trying to actually go back from the beginning from like, and beat it all. Yeah, I only had 20 yeah, tries. So, so you, didn't have, you didn't have too much. I'm so back on the grind. If you, and this beat, second if you beat it, would you go back and get these DLCs? This second playthrough is so much fun because I'm not concerned like I was in the With first the little, getting, little stuff. I'm getting it all yeah. done at my pace. I'm I'm already where I kind of mm-hmm. was, and I just started playing last Sunday. And that's not even because I sunk a ton of hours. It's because I know where to go in the beginning so I can get that stuff out of the way. But I'm having you're more in, fun you're, exploring. You're, you're into it more now. I'm, I'm much, much more into hear. it. It's amazing. Hear. It has reclaimed the top spot in my top five games of the year. Oh, look at him. Yeah. Odyssey still won. Odyssey won. Yeah, Odyssey okay. number one, Golf Story number two, Mario plus Rabbids number three. Number four. Uh, num- number four would be Legend, and number five would be Cuphead. So okay. definitely uh, it's back up there. But WWE 2K18 is out for Switch. We talked about it last week, and you had said, you're going to get it. You're going to get it. And I said, you know what? I don't want it. Here's the review. WWE 2K18 for Switch was not ready to be released, plain and simple. The degree of slowdown in any match type with more than two people in the ring at the same time is simply unacceptable. And add on to that weird audio glitches and an overall lack of polish, the underwhelming single-player modes that impact all versions of WWE 18, and you have a Switch port that is the biggest... That I'm sorry, that even the biggest wrestling fans should stay far away from. Stay away from the 2000. I'm sorry. Stay away from the Switch version of WWE 2K18. Awful performance problems and bugs make it all but unplayable. 3.8 out wow. of 10. Wow. I was gonna awful. go. I was gonna go 4.5, but damn, that's terrible. Okay, shit. Don't get it then. Yeah, you, Nint- you heard it. Nintendo does want to increase, however, the pace at which they produce mobile games, which is a good thing for everyone, in my opinion. Yeah. You know, Animal Animal Crossing Pocket Camp doing well. Mario Run fun. Um, we're probably gonna see a Legend of Zelda. At some point, mobile title. I don't know what kind, but good for Nintendo for wanting to stay on pace there. I'm pissed, Sam, because I bought Pokemon Silver on the Nintendo eShop for 10 bones back in, I forget when it dropped. But yesterday, they announced that Pokemon Crystal will be coming to the 3DS eShop on January 26th for only 10 bones. That's awesome. You're going to buy it. It's only $10. You can finally play as a boy or a girl. They do increase the Suicune storyline because it's Crystal. It's the well, it's, it's the yellow version of Gen 2. Yeah. I have to because I'm only yeah, one gym. It's $10. I'm only one gym into silver. So I'm just going to scrap it, forget it, yeah. put it in the back burner, get crystal, and play through crystal. Yeah, I don't blame you. Again, it's 10 bucks. Yeah, you bought silver, whatever. You, you, you blew money on worse things. On the backs of Mega Man 11 announcements, uh, Mega Man X 
through X8 coming to Switch, the Legacy Collections coming to Switch, Resident Evil Revelations 1 and 2 coming to Switch. Capcom has now said they finally want to port more games over to the Switch, and they want to focus specifically on titles that were not originally available on Nintendo consoles. That means nothing yeah. but good things. Yeah, I would say, about time. Like, why, why wouldn't you want more games on Switch? Come so, on. with that, they announced pretty freaking sweetly uh, Street Fighter's 30th Anniversary Collection. Uh, it's pretty awesome, to be honest with yeah, you. There's, it really is. There's 12 amazing games. You're going to probably see a lot of redundancy, unfortunately, um, but there's a lot of really, really good games. The Street Fighter 30th Anniversary Collection is going to come with 12 games, including the original Street Fighter 1, plus the original Street Fighter 2, Street Fighter 2 Champions Edition, Street Fighter 2 Hyper Fighting, Street Fi- Super Street Fighter 2, Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo, Street Fighter <laughs> Alpha. Love their titles, by the way. Street Fighter Alpha, Street Fighter Alpha 2, Street Fighter Alpha 3, Street Fighter 3, Street Fighter 3 <laughs> Second Impact, and finally, my favorite of the bunch, Street Fighter 3 Third Strike. Third Strike is my favorite Street Fighter game of all time. All so, their names and numbers, hilarious. But, dude, that, that is an awesome, so many that's an awesome collection. Just because... Computer, PS4, Switch, Xbox, like it's all coming, dude. That, that what a great time to be alive. And it's coming in May 2018, so you're gonna get to relive Fast. all of your Street Happy Fighter. Happy birthday 2, to you, buddy. Yeah, I know, right? And I'm gonna get the Switch version without a doubt. Yeah, no I want to play it on the go, and I want to untouch the. I want to unattach the Joy Cons. You grab one, I grab one. Boom, yeah, boom, boom. Definitely. We're playing. That's awesome. Uh, against Street Fighter, I'm a big fan. Ukulele out now for Switch. Um, apparently, it is the definitive edition of the game to play. They fixed all the bugs for the Xbox and PS4 and PC versions. Uh, maybe not even the PC version. The PC version was made by Platonic, the company that made the game. Yeah. The PS4 and Xbox Ones were ported out to a different company to make those ports, yeah. so they had a little bit more issue. Platonic made the Switch version in-house, too. So they're the two versions you want to play, PC yeah, I got or you. Switch, and apparently people are raving about the did Switch version. Did you ask Santa? I did not, and oh. I won't. Um, I it's still a little too big and bland for me. Yeah. There's still yeah, and you I, have so much at the play. Right. I don't want to run through hoops. And I mean that literally in this game because that's a lot of the challenges. Eh, maybe if it gets discounted, but forty dollars for a game I own on PS4 yeah. already. Like if it's a fifteen dollar game, I'll buy it again on a different console. Uh-huh. Forty bucks is too much to ask for me when I have it on PS4. Just wait for the deals, brother. Maybe I don't know if they're ever going to discount it. Nintendo is not a sale, even though there's a giant sale going on right now. <laughs> they don't sell everything de- for sale. To December twenty eighth, there's like twenty games on the eShop on sale right now. So if you're an indie guy like myself, go check it out. I'd recommend eighty eight heroes, the ninety eight hero edition. It's thirty three percent off. You can get it for twenty bucks. Highly recommended. Sam, the Uncharted series has now sold over forty one million copies over the six games. That's it. No, I'm kidding. That that's impressive as shit. I know we all know that Uncharted has their followers. How'd you, you like it? Oh, uh. <laughs> how long did I let you borrow that for? The Never first three. even entered my system. <laughs> how long did I have? I think I let you borrow that in January because you said it. you wanted to play more games. Sold it to some guy. And got it back when I asked for it back. Yeah. You re- I, bought, I bought it you, back. You bought a new one. Yeah, you bought a new one a for me and then gave it back to me. You sly son of a bitch who just spilled water <laughs> all over my carpet. You know what? I'm not even gonna pause. I no, went to. I, I want the listeners to see no, or yeah. hear. See, see everything. I want the listeners to hear how much you just screwed up my upholstery. It's water to survive. It's a propel. It's flavored water. Oh, now, girl. now my cats are going to smell like kiwi strawberry. Yeah, good. Good, good, good. Good. Okay, but again, happy to hear the sales from Uncharted. <laughs> you, you, my friend, are a 
You're a kind soul. Oh, man, he thought all that for that. <laughs> I, got, I, got absolutely, <laughs> I got absolutely nothing. Okami HD, Okami, a very, 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 very popular uh, game in the PS2 era, I believe. Um, just got remastered for PS4. Here is our review of it. Okami is one of the finest games to come out of Japan. It's not ours, it's IGN's, by the way. It's one of the finest games to come out of Japan in the last decade, and Okami HD is absolutely the best way to experience this epic adventure. Its re-release is rather timely, too, given the Japanese game publishers are currently preoccupied with creating games that will appeal to the West. Okami, in contrast, represents a pure resolutely japanese version and is all the more appealing for it 9.4 out of 10 amazing damn so go check out okami hd if you are a fan of okami that to begin with so you can't go wrong there sam we talked earlier about the predator going in the disney deal um the predator will now be making an appearance in ghost recon wildlands which you played or nico played yeah for a minute there i mean i don't know how i feel I don't it's know. It's a Tom Clancy game. Yeah, and the Predator's in there. Like, okay, it's, I guess that's a cool little bonus add-on. I don't know. I think it's free. Is it? Okay. I don't know. Maybe. I, I, I don't imagine. It's not something that's going to make me go, "Oh my god, Predator's in the game! I got to get it." You know, it's, I'm not. I don't like love the Predator like that, but it's it's a neat little add-on. Stardew Valley will be coming to the PS Vita in 2018. You know, I love that game. I own you it do? on Xbox. The only One thing you don't owe is the Vita. Stop the one it. thing and I have won't, that you don't sell on five hundred bucks for a cheap. Cheap, bro. Come on. Uh, but again, you'd be stupid not to pick up Stardew Valley on the Vita if you have not played and it And also, yet. if you buy it, there's Twisted Metal 2 already bought in that game. And I believe I have Mortal Kombat and the Resistance game. I'll throw in Bundle 500. Merry Christmas. Nino Kuni 2 <laughs> has been delayed two weeks to March 23rd. I don't know why. I didn't read into it why. But Nino Kuni... Uh, very, very popular, very, very uh, acclaimed, critically acclaimed PS3 exclusive uh, Japan JRPG uh, coming to the West or came to the West. Incredibly good critical reception. You know, Kuni 2, however, doesn't look as good apparently in the early uh, early builds. Um, maybe it lost its way a little bit, but it's been delayed two weeks to March 23rd. And Patapon 2 has uh, remastered, has been announced for PS4. Any Patapon fans out there, well, there you go, Patapon 2 coming to PS4. In the music section, these are not reviews of the albums, just letting you know that they did drop. Eminem came out with a new record, Revival. Yeah, it came out, like, I had no idea he was even working. I mean, yeah, I guess I, they're I always think I put working it on, our on Instagram. something. I'm pretty sure I, I, that, I think that's where I saw. I'm like, oh shit, go ahead, Eminem. I mean, Eminem's to me, he's considered, he's easily one of the best rappers that ever has ever done it. But I'm, I'm interested to hear, you know, what he's got to say. He's, he's always got some interesting to say, to say the least. Uh, his album leaked a little bit a couple days before it came out, and we had a friend on Facebook, a mutual friend, who got that leak and was listening to it and said, I'm excited to hear how it goes because he always surprises me. Yeah, he, he always comes out with something. So uh, I'm interested to hear it, um, to see. If it's, you know, as the older he gets, I think his his rapping has slowed down, and I don't mean... I I hope he has a song that just, like, breaks records. Right, like, Rap God was very fast uh, in tone. Um, Him and Buster Rhymes are fastest people I know. R.A. the Rugged Man, I put up there as well. Uh, But cool for Eminem. It's something I'm clearly going to listen to. I was always a fan. Panic at the Disco has a live album coming out as well, based off their tour that they wrapped up last year. I forget the name of it. It's a long album, but there you go. A live album for Panic at the Disco. If you've ever wanted to hear one, now is your chance. Uh, Corey Taylor, who was the frontman for Slipknot and Stone Sour, is going to give fans a holiday present next week with Live in London, a free live album uh, from a solo show earlier this year that he will release tomorrow, Sunday, December 17th, via his website. Again, for free. Yeah, that's freaking awesome. I mean, I've got the. I was 
you know, had the opportunity to see Corey Taylor live unplugged in acoustic where he does, you know, both Slipknot, the Stone Sour, and done a, a lot of covers and like read f- or from like excerpts from his books. So that was awesome. I saw Stone Sour twice. I didn't see Slipknot yet, which I will. I heard that was a nice, intense show. But again, I saw the track listings. It's again, Stone Sour, Slipknot, a ton of covers. And for an album for free, I'm going to download it. Yeah, I mean, how could you not? It's a free album dude, from somebody I, we respect. Dude, how, many, how many people do that now? Like that, That's awesome. Yeah, and as we said in the beginning of the show, just another friendly reminder, December 26th, the Joe Rio interview will be happening. Sam, how about this one for a quick story uh, while we're in the music space? You know how on January 19th, you and I will be traveling to beautiful Galloway, New Jersey to interview Don Maggi event yep. at 2 o'clock? I found out that night I have Say Anything show. Oh, great. At 7.30 at the truck. Okay, so... We're going to have to uh, reschedule. Have to, no, we're just going to have to bust our ass back to Philly after that interview. Simple as that. Oh, he said, I'm still going to try to make I'm the doing show. It. Oh, my God, yeah. If the, okay, well, then. two then, openers, and but I don't have the tickets. Ryan does. Okay. So he's, so, I, okay, I apologize. So, so then maybe let him know, like, hey, not to, to rush, but I had this show. We didn't know, but we don't want to cancel, blah, blah, blah. Uh, not even worth it. I'm just going to go. Oh, a nice heads we're up rather we get there. Like, hey, we have blah, blah, blah. We got to go. We don't, I mean, I. I do have to go probably by three. Yeah, but a nice heads up just to make sure he's you know kind of almost ready. You know what I mean? Like just sure. It's, it's a nice. Him. It's a nice little drop. I'll, I'll let him. Yeah, know. Uh, Dom, you're, you've listened to the show in the past, so if you're <laughs> listening to this now, apologies. I got say anything tickets and didn't even know. I texted Ryan. I said, "When's our say anything show?" And he said, "We got the 19th. They're doing two nights. Oh, and we got the 19th." And I said, "What?" I luck? wrote back. Uh, like he was like, yeah. "What?" I was like, "I'm so sorry. Yeah, I have an interview that day. I'm I'm clearly not going to miss that." So yeah. he's like, "Dude, come on." I said, uh, "I'll be there. You'll, you'll try to make it. I right. will be okay, there. I, got I just got to bring you back to Horsham, then just go right to the yeah, truck. literally. Simple as that. Drop me off, boom, and not boom. even go home. I'm just going <laughs> right to go there. Go and yeah. go. We'll see you later. Uh, and then there you go. Uh, that's just a quick funny story yeah. that how my schedule completely screwed itself. Nice. But it's going to be a freaking great day. Oh, definitely. That's going to be a, an amazing yeah. day. And again, um, we have a lot of it's stuff. As long, as, long as it doesn't snow, we hit traffic, yeah, then you're right. screwed. <laughs> we, we have a lot of stuff coming down the pike. The next month or two is going to be incredibly exciting yeah, for the show. We have five interviews lined up. Then next and week we're going to have – And that's just interviews – Coming with Christmas, and then just our normal episode of podcast. So it's we'll be busy, and we're gonna have Ryan Cunningham on the show next week to do the interview with me with Nigel Bach yep. at the end of the episode. Uh, the director of Bad Ben. We're gonna have Sean Carcitti back on the show next week. Uh, he apparently said that during an interview. He said, "I'll talk to you next week." Yeah, that's what I said. Okay, I was like, cool. perfect. I love it. I'm excited for it. Can't wait to have you back. So we're gonna have four guests yeah. freaking next week. Uh, Why not? A bonus episode on Monday. Then we got an interview on the 26th, an interview on the 19th, an interview on the 2nd of February. Uh, now, it, who knows what happens after that? Apparently, we're gonna have a stand-up comedian on in March. Uh, so we, we got yeah. we got a lot of things coming down the pike that we're super excited to talk about. Um, just two more stories, then we'll get to our pick of the week. Mario and Build a Bear have partnered for a collection that is available now. So if you're looking for that last-minute holiday gift for your loved one, a Mario Build a Bear. Build the Mario for a hundred bucks. Why not? No, no. It, <laughs> are they not? Are they, they, that they, 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 they are expensive. I built my niece a couple years ago a nice little bear, and it was pretty expensive. Unless they dropped recently, but I mean, hey, that, that's a great idea. Have Mario, if you have Luigi, something like that. I think that's pretty cool. Luigi's the superior brother. Yeah, that's, that's so it only say. makes, if so, fact, if so fact, yeah, then we got a better Indeed. brother. Uh, and Apple, this is probably a bigger story than we're going to give it attention, but yeah. Apple buys the Shazam music app uh, for f- approximately $400 million. In my opinion, that's a great no. partnership for Apple Music. You know, it, that's a great par- partnership for Apple, but who the hell would have thought Shazam worth $400 million? So That's definitely a figure that's that crazy. jumped out. That's crazy. Like, I still use the Shazam. Well, I don't listen to the radio too much anymore, and now my 
stuff tells me sings the damn songs. I rarely ever need it, but when you do, it's awesome. I'm gonna put one of my coworkers on blast real quick. Oh, and he's Jesus. listening to this now. And this is the same gentleman who said that he listened to the Danny Stevens interview and was interested in the band based off of that interview. So shout out oh, to that's, him. That's awesome. Definitely awesome. Um, however. Now I'm going to put you on blast. <laughs> however, I'm going to put you on blast a little bit. I won't name you. But we're in my office the other day. And whenever I'm in my office, I either have a podcast on or some low music. Okay. I have music on in the background, just low. And I was listening to Cruiser, my favorite Philadelphia band. Mm-hmm. Love them. Absolutely great local band. Uh, and I'm listening to him. And we're in the office. We're waiting for my meeting to start. He's in there, just me and him. And he says, yo, is this Cruiser? And I'm like, no one knows yeah. Cruiser. Uh, yes, it's Cruiser. You listen to Cruiser? And he's a rap guy. Okay. I'm like... Ain't no way yeah. this guy knows Cruiser. And he's like, yeah, I love Cruiser. I was like, oh, oh how'd you he hear about Cruiser? Oh, I was like, how'd you hear about Cruiser? He goes, they're on my playlist. I said, oh, yeah? He's like, yeah, my cruising playlist. That's <laughs> cracking awesome. up laughing. And about 30 seconds goes by, and I'm doing my thing. I literally stop typing, turn to my right, look at him, and go, did you just Shazam me? And he goes, I'm sorry. That's awesome. Good cool. move. Good it, move. It was hilarious. Little and I said to him, I said, like, turn your phone around now. I want to see this Shazam app. He goes, I'm sorry. That's so, awesome. Good, good for you. you. Yeah, it was really good funny. For you, man. We, we laughed about that one all day. And That's good. Audibly, like that. audibly chuckled. Sam is our time for the pick of the week. Yeah, so my pick of the week. Um, so I listened to um, Kevin Smith. He does his, his, bodca- his podcast now. And he had a special guest. He had Grant Morrison, who's obviously a famed comic book you know writer whatever so he does this comic it's called happy i don't know if you heard of it yeah the show it got picked up on sci-fi of all places starring christopher maloney yeah, who did and pat oswald as a voice for you pat oswald's great too it's it was a i i so i i didn't see any trail i just just from this grant morrison and you know kevin smith's podcast i went just bullet me me and toby watched it dude it was freaking it was trippy as shit it was a little wild but Chris, I, you just like Christopher Maroney. Like, I used to watch him on SVU. I saw him on that. I saw his little stint on True Blood. And Patton Oswalt was, was kind of funny as the... As a pony. The, as the blue unicorn. Yeah. It was, but it's it's so different and strange. And it's I, on sci-fi. I think it's brilliant. I only watched the first episode. Episode 2 is out now. I'm pretty sure I'm going to watch that when I get to home, uh, go home. But check it out. I was, I was impressed with it. My pick of the week is a $4 Nintendo Switch indie title. It was actually on the iOS and maybe even Android shops... Uh, for a couple years, I think, think since 2012 or 2013, but an 8-bit style, uh, not an endless runner, it is clearly ended, but it's a game where you run left to right and you cannot stop. You can yeah. either go slow or fast, but it's a platformer, Twitch platformer, where you're going fast as you can to put to get coins, get to the end of the level. There's 20 wonderful levels. It's called Kid Trip. Um, is made by Michael Burns, picked up by four horses to do the Switch port for four bucks. It's amazing. And I was like, when I well, when I first came in, you were playing uh, Legend of Zelda at seven in the morning. At, but so after you throw in this game real quick, and the first thing I said was, "This is a perfect speedrunning game." Yeah, and I plan on doing it. I've beaten it. Uh, I've beaten the entire game in seven and a half minutes, and I've only died thirteen times doing it. My first time, I beat the game last Sunday, fifty-one minutes, over one hundred and seventy-five deaths. Now I'm down to seven minutes with thirteen deaths. So it is a game that you can master, yeah. um, and it is just so addicting and fun. Plus. If you can beat a game in seven minutes and it's hard and twitchy and reactive and it makes you think and yeah. react and gets you, why wouldn't you want to do exactly. that? It keeps the senses fresh. It's quick for me to come play it real quick. When I wake up in the morning, I got ten minutes. I know I can yeah. beat it real quick. 
and it's something to strive for. Yeah. I'm trying to beat my time. It records my times and records my deaths for me. That's what I'm saying. It's, so it's named for speedrunning. Yeah, I can definitely awesome. improve. It's yeah. great. It feels really good on the Switch as opposed to a, a touch screen. Um, it feels really, really good on the Switch with either the Pro Controller or in handheld mode. I've been better at handheld mode because it's up in my face, but it looks really good. I think it's a really beautiful pixel game. Um for on, on the big screen when you play it with the Pro Controller or the Joy-Cons uh, on the grip. But super good game. Four bucks, but that'll do it for episode 69 of We Podcast. And we know things. I think going into this, we thought we were going to be two and a half hours. Yeah, it's it's thought we were going long. But we, we got... we. Clumped everything in there pretty quick. We talked really fast. Yeah. We did not go in deep as we could have on some things, but we tried to keep all of our episodes under two hours. We're around an hour 45 now, including the Sean Carcidi, uh Last Jedi impression. So thank you, everybody, for tuning in to episode 69. Again, this week, in just a couple days, we're going to have a 15 to 20-minute bonus episode uh, interview with Jonathan Sheck, and then next week, Nigel Bach joins us on the show with Ryan Cunningham and myself, and then Sean Carcidi will be on the show with Sam and I as we do a full spoiler look into The Last Jedi. Cannot wait to bring you those episodes within the next week, but thank you for listening to this one. We appreciate it, and we'll see you next week. Now give me that dollar, you bastard.